Yeah, I had some problems trying to get the uh, the avatar set up. It. Uh, I have I have a, a quick hopefully solution. If you go over on the left hand side where it says Hangout Toolbox and click that. Okay, let me. Fi- okay, all right. Hangout Toolbox. Yeah, I might opening the toolbox. Download. Downloading app. There we go. It's doing downloading. the same thing for downloading. me. Have or you could just plug in a webcam and we could all see your lovely face. Uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, so not going to happen. Um, yeah, I was just looking to see what, what I could do, but it, would, would it be on settings? Or what would it be? Still no, you can't do anything, Carol. It. You're on an app. Okay. Well, I can't I do anything. Them. That's kind of, you love what? kind of the story of my life these days, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll play around with this while we get started. I'll introduce us. Welcome to Hooplecast. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, I'm joined by my regular co-hosts. Carol. Matt. Mal! And we have two <laughs> guests, and their names in alphabetical order are... Nukjaz. And Steve. <laughs> you got to talk into the mic, Steve. Oh, Steve Bambard. <laughs> Full name. Can we have your social security number too? <laughs> your address. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hike up his volume too. Yeah. There we go. Because Steve is driving this stagecoach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrendering the podcast for the next I don't know how many hours to Steve because he has uh designed, I guess, uh an our a tabletop RPG for Deadwood. He has taken an existing one and tweaked it. I don't know. He'll explain. Explain. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's you know I I listened to the the last podcast, the um uh, what John from Cincinnati podcast, and you were kind of lamenting you know the death of Deadwood, and so I I, I thought it would be a good time to bring it back to basics and kind of go through this Deadwood RPG, and um you know for me. I found the Hooplecast uh, late. Uh, it was after you guys had already reviewed all the episodes of Deadwood. So I, I was very, very frustrated that I could not lend my voice to that. So I was on uh, a previous episode. I was on the, um, uh, what, the Oz and uh, From the Earth to the Moon episode with you guys. Yeah, yeah you like rapped for us or something. That's right. So nice. um, I'm glad to be back and um, um, could do this RPG with you guys and have some fun. So um, before we get started, just tell me you guys' background on role-playing uh, in general. I'll start. I have very limited, as in almost zero, role-playing experience. Uh, I tried D&D once over Google Hangout with some friends, and I was bored to tears. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I bought all the Street Fighter R- uh, RPG books just because I liked reading about them, and I created characters, but no one would play with me. <laughs> I think it depends who you play with, too, though. Yeah, you gotta make people, it fun. Because some people, too, like, well, some people are just, like, too militant about, uh, I don't know, the stats and all this well, some stuff. Some people, all they do is fight. They're like, yeah. let's just get through the story. Next fight, next fight, stats. But sometimes the story, the story is the most fun because you get to be mm-hmm. silly and have fun with your character, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there were rules that were not explained and uh, um, to me, and that kind of made it difficult to follow. Yeah. So I tuned out. Yeah. I mean, I, I I like role playing games and uh, you know RPGs and consoles and computer games, but I haven't done the live version, so this is new for me. Well, hopefully you'll have fun on this one. Hopefully, I'm trying to get intoxicated. <laughs> drinking element of evening. You're I'm gonna have fun. four roses, single barrel strength bourbon. Nice. 
Who's next? I'll go. <laughs> I did a bunch of, uh, in the early 2000s, a bunch of play-by-post play RPGs. Uh, mostly it was Macross. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. Yes. <laughs> I did Macross, R- MacrossRPG.com. And uh, <laughs> uh, then uh, recently, in the past few years, I've started getting into D&D. And I'd like to do other RPGs, but I can't find anyone else who does anything beyond D&D. It's the, the only one that people do. There's so, no Shenmue RPG? No, not yet. I do have to make it. It's such a small group. Yeah, it would. Gonna have to make it. Yeah, I'll have to make it myself. Go to Beacon and start talking to people and find <laughs> players of other games. I should. Yeah. I don't like people. I don't know. There That's a that, problem you know? for my RPG. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't career. like people as he's talking to people. People I don't know. I don't oh, like okay, them. Okay, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Mel? Uh... So the first time I ever did some role playing, I actually LARPed and it was through college uh, in my drama class. We all dressed up as dragons and we were. <laughs> that is fantastic. I have pictures to prove it too. We all made our own dragon costumes. <laughs> Anyways, it was fun. And then uh, in college again, I played a vampire role playing game, but I can't remember the name of it. Probably the yeah, that's what it was, the masquerade. And then uh, I've been uh, a few times to play D anD D with you, like with your group. But I didn't. I just you, find it such a commitment, and it's so you, long to just sit down. I you, sit down all week at work, so I just can't imagine like just sitting down for four or five, four, six yeah, hours. Yeah, I just find it. Uh, <laughs> I need to move. So yeah. man, what would must that be like sitting for like four hours every week? <laughs> <laughs> I find podcasting hard too sometimes. I'm just like <laughs> Carol. Um, the only RPG I've had um, experience with is D and D. That was uh, about a year's worth going every week, um, or almost every week, uh, with my son, oh, and. Um, yeah, it was fun, but that is the only only experience I've had. I did do a lot of theater when I was younger, so that helps. That. that helps a lot. Yeah. So uh, I guess I started with Second Ed D and D, you know, like when I was a kid, and then uh, my older brothers and sisters wouldn't play with me because I was just a kid, which is really annoying. <laughs> and all through college I did uh kind of play for by post but it was in chat rooms uh Star Trek and um a whole bunch of other things uh on wbs.net for anybody that remembers that uh and then uh I got into you know um basic D&D again Shadowrun uh Legend of the Seven Rings things like that and uh, then started expanding and as I got older, more interesting things like the fate system. And I'm going to mention something. Anybody who's ever been interested in trying out gaming but doesn't want to do a huge commitment, start with Fiasco, which is very different. And it's great for drama people because uh, it's all about the role part of playing. And dice are very rare, little used. It's, they're more used as tokens than anything else. And uh, 
all everything that happens is based on how you act out a scene and everything's done in a like two hours yeah i watch i watch a group on youtube they always do fiascos yeah it's it's always fun it's like a guy Ritchie movie to whatever setting coen brothers (laughs) well i'm part of a uh rpg group uh colesville indie rpg group in silver spring maryland here so uh, and it, it's a it's a robust group, and we kind of rotate who the GM for that night is, and they they kind of bring to the table what what game they want to run. So it's it's very random. You show up, and you don't know exactly what you're playing until you run. Um, uh, so it's it's very creative, and you know it's uh, exciting to to get with them. So, uh, and I've, I've GM'd with them uh, several times. So I've actually GM'd Apocalypse World, which is the basis of what we're running tonight. Um, so uh, Apocalypse World, uh, it's, you know, the idea is it's the post-apocalypse, right? You know, whatever the reason for that global warming or, you know, nuclear fallout and whatever. But you're, you're all trying to eke out a living uh, in this post-apocalyptic, you know, um, where resources are scarce and there are no laws kind of sounds like Deadwood, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So yep. the, the playbook I, I pulled off of uh, Sean Nit- Nittner's uh, website, it's seannittner.com. Uh, and what he has to say about this uh, playbook, the muddy streets of Deadwood are every bit as inhospitable as the abandoned wreckage called Apocalypse World. Dead World is my apocalypse world reskin for the Deadwood setting. Uh, the characters are rich, the drama is high, and the stakes are dire. So I'm just setting the scene for that. And um, and what we can do, we've each selected a character, right? Uh, what I would like to do is just introduce those characters. So on the first page of your character sheet, um, you have like a introducing your character. Uh, and... Yep. I'll read, I'll read off the doc to start, right? So the doc. One, um, one quick thing before you go into that, Stephen, yeah. sorry. Uh, so Will is joining us in the chat and uh, he mm-hmm. says he's uh, got a glass of wine to watch us play and he plays an RPG-ish game every week called Descent. Nice. Uh, every week? Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Will seems like a busy guy. I don't know. <laughs> how, I, anyone, how does anyone have time to do anything? He's always checking into various places on Facebook. Yeah, he's always very social, always going to events. Will, he's, you're our he's hero. He's so shy, but he's not really. <laughs> it's all a sham. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Will. Thanks for joining us. Yes. All right. So the doc. When you're lying in the dust with your guts spilling out uh, of your belly, who do you pray for? God? He's long gone. Your comrades, cocksuckers all, or you wouldn't have been here to begin with. Do you cry for your mama? She ain't here to hold your sissy hand as your life slips away. No, you pray for someone you, who can dull the pain long enough to stitch you back together. The only one in town who can hold their hand steady when there's that much blood. That someone is the doc, and if you're lucky, they'll get there in time. So that's uh, the introduction of the doc. And if each of you could just go around and introduce your character just with that description to start with. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll go next. Uh, I am playing Al Swearingen, the gentleman, although that's up for debate. Uh, <laughs> his description is, call him a pimp. 
call him an entertainment entrepreneur. Just be careful what you call him to his face or otherwise, as word always gets back to him, or to his face or otherwise, as word always gets back to him. The gentleman combines a reputation for brutality with an uncanny instinct for forging political alliances. Ruthless and with fickle mercy, the gentleman has his fingers in every pie and is influential in guiding the town towards where he feels. (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to read this one. Mel's just laughing in the background. I try to say every Get word. Your fingers out of my pie. <laughs> fingers in every pie. Uh, and is influential in guiding the town towards where he feels most profitable for his own interests. Pie. Pie tourists. Uh, pie tourists. Uh, I'm the muscle. Can't you tell? Um, if anyone in camp, if anyone in camp has a lick of sense, they'll steer clear when they see the muscle storming through. He doesn't take shit from any cocksucker. He's even more dangerous when he works for someone who can do the thinking for him. He can be fiercely loyal enough that he might do a little creative interpretation of his orders. If the situation calls for a heavier hand or a sharper blade. What's your name? Muscle. Dan. Yes. (laughs) Dan Doherty. 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 Uh, How do you say Doherty? Doherty. 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 You were close at the beginning. Doherty. 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 (laughs) French people trying to be Irish doesn't work. No. (laughs) I'm not French. (laughs) No, but Mel is. So her trying to do it is pretty funny. Yeah. Who's next? Mel. Oh. Well, you better scroll down there. All right. Thank you. I am Trixie, the whore. (laughs) Even in the filth of camp, there's food that isn't afraid on... No, wait. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Even in the filth of camp, there's food that isn't death on a spit. What does that mean? Oh, okay. (laughs) Music that isn't shrieking hyenas. This is so weird. Thoughts that aren't afraid. Bodies that aren't used meat. Sex that isn't running. Dancing that isn't tawdry. There are moments that are more than stench, smoke, rage, and blood. This sounds like a poem. (laughs) If there's anything beautiful left in this ugly-ass world, the horror can provide it for you. Will they share it? Will they give you a glimpse of compassion and happiness? Or will they just give these lowbrow cocksuckers what they want? That was the weirdest description ever. Mm. (laughs) Well, this is a poetic kind of a show. <laughs> I suppose. All right, the sheriff. In a camp that lives by the law of everyone for themselves, your life is a trying one at best. The distinction between justice and the law is something only you care to consider, and your choice is generally put your own head on the block. Welcome to the camp, sheriff, and have an extra bullet for your efforts. All right. The Calamity, a.k.a. <laughs> Jane. When trouble comes a-knocking, it's usually at your door. You may be out of practice, but you bet you can still take on any some bitch who stands in your way. Any tenderness you once had was lost on the open road, and goddamned anyone receives your help who don't deserve it because you've got no compassion for them cocksuckers. <laughs> you've lost more than most people ever had. Now your most frequent companion is swirling at the bottom of a dirty bottle. All right. 
That's everyone, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. So at this point, we're going to do character creation, right? So if you flip to the second page of your character sheet, uh, down the the middle column, it, it talks about creating your character, right? So it starts with a name, right? So these are all characters from the show. So they all have names. Um, and they're all pretty recognizable names. All right. So we, we can kind of skip over that. Uh, look. Um, it's what you're wearing, right? Fashion. Um, uh, now this is where it would say whether you have armor or not. So if it doesn't say, um, you, you can assume you have zero armor. Everyone has zero armor. So if it says that you have armor worth one, um, then you can mark one in your armor box at the top. Right. Does a, does a corset count as armor? No. <laughs> <laughs> Metal corset. <laughs> yes. So, so, do we have an armor, armor or not? Um. So let's see. Uh, Al does not have armor. So oh. zero armor. I'm wearing a union suit. Your skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. No armor, but we you're... should all start out wearing union suits. A yeah. dirty union suit. What do you think this is like? RPG character creation page. <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you just to start off. Um, what the muscle Dan Doherty has one armor, yep. and uh, the sheriff Seth Bullock has one armor. Those are the only two characters that start with armor. It's your badge, that's your armor. Tiny <laughs> <laughs> piece of metal. No, it's my my knowledge, my my skills. Look at my armor. Your gruffness. That's right. My my steely stare. <laughs> there you go, steely stare. Uh, and then the, the characters, the doc, right? And um, Jane has a special move to give them armor if they choose that, right? So that's um, that would come down to the moves section. Yeah. Um, if so I'm next in my one, cups. Yeah. So next one, stats. Choose one set of stats. Um, so you have four options to choose from. Just choose one of them. And those numbers would then go into the left-hand column where you actually have those stats listed. You can just write those down. Is sharp like your wits? Yeah. Yes. So it'll tell you what you um, – it has a description next to the stat of what, what you can do with it. So you are a sharp person, then you can read a decision and you can read a – that's how smart the situation is anybody else having trouble hearing? Like, is it? Yeah, no, he, he just, just warbled for a minute. He just turned into a Cylon for the briefest of seconds. Yeah, that's Excellent. fine. Uh, he was question. basically saying, read the where it says um, uh, your stats. Just read next to it, and that's how the moves play into the stats. Yeah. So if you're cool, you can you can act under fire coolly, right? And you, you don't freeze up. Um, you're you're cool under fire. Uh, grit is when you go aggro, when you, you attack someone or seize something by force, right? Uh, hot is when you're trying to seduce or manipulate someone. Uh, sharp uh, is that reading a sitch or reading in person. And will is when you indulge in your vices. So there's some negative numbers in there too, huh? Yeah. It could be rather. It could be. Yeah, so I chose uh, for mine, I wanted to be extra hot just so I could manipulate people. 
<laughs> but because of that, I took a minus one penalty to will indulge your vices because I thought that was character appropriate. Yep. And I wanted to definitely have a point for sharp for reading a situation. Okay. So. I'm going to do plus two cool plus two grit minus two hot <laughs> zero sharp and zero will. <laughs> What's our and total points again? I don't know. I just, uh, there's just a list of what you can have on the on the yeah. right hand so side. So you get two points, and you can get more if you subtract other parts. Right. I don't have to choose one. Yes, oh, it sort of balances it so you're not so op. Here's a question. Um, okay, some of these are kind of negatives, and is it negatives on top of negatives? Because, like for instance, will indulge your vices. A plus one would be you don't indulge your vices. And a negative one would be you do, or you always want pluses, really, for when role playing. When you roll your dice, right, right, you, you want you want pluses, right? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, she's right though. The phrasing of that's a little tricky because it seems negative yeah. to begin with. It's the only negative sounding one based on the others. In this system, indulging your vices is actually a, a good thing. Oh, <laughs> right. If you're if you're liquored up, right? You you have, you know, like crazy visions of uh, what uh, what I should do next, and you start pontificating. What you know, it's Deadwood setting. So I mean, there's right. there's always, yeah. I did read that. I forgot. It's up to you. Um, huh? She wasn't really. Wonderfire. Never. I'm sorry. I know I asked this before, but I, uh, Steve. Yes. How many points do I have to spend? Or not? It evens up to. Do I have to do negatives? It evens out to three, about with the positives and the negatives. Three, three in the positive. Choose one set. Uh, Mine it says choose one set. I didn't look at the other, so it's actually giving you specific choices, like four specific choices. Um, yep. as, as opposed to some of them where you just go in and you do whatever you want. Um, Mel chose minus one cool, zero grit, plus two hot, plus two sharp, minus one will. Can you repeat that? I'm going to write, write it everyone's down. So Okay. Mel for Trixie is cool, minus one, grit, zero, hot, plus two, sharp, plus two, will, minus one. And mine for Dan is cool plus two, grit plus two, hot minus two, sharp zero, will zero. Not hot at all. I'm the I'm negative hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um I'm gonna go with the bullock. Um cool plus one. Uh, grit plus two, which interestingly enough, they only have plus two on grit. Um, hot zero, sharp plus one, um, and will minus one. Unless your vice's name is Alma. Yes, and I was really surprised she wasn't going to be a character. All right, so for Jane, 
I went uh, one for cool, one for grit, minus one in hot, uh, zero for sharp, and two for will. Because she likes to indulge. Um, two for... I'm looking at the stats and I don't see that that's an option. Is that... That was, those were just examples. I think, uh, what's... Oh, I... Yeah. Oh, I see. Are they examples or... Otherwise, we all have to end up with uh, plus three and cool. No. No, they're all different. Oh, then never mind. I will go back and use the sets provided. Okay. (laughs) Don't mind me. (laughs) Look at her. She's trying to... No, She's trying to break the rules here, Stephen. No, Don't let her go away with it. All right. My bad. She's just, she's just being creative. Yeah. All right. And Calamity Jane likes to do her own thing anyway. So. All right. So cool right. plus three. Grit minus two. Hot one. Sharp one. Will one. <laughs> All right. That's everyone, right? <clears throat> so we'll move on. Did you do uh, yours, moves? Stephen? Did you do yours? Oh, I'm not gonna do mine. Don't worry about it. You're not gonna do yours? Okay. No, I'm essentially playing every other character in the town. Nice. All right. So <clears throat> I'll just wing it. Okay. Uh, all right. So moves. Uh, choose two moves. So your moves are over on the right hand column at the top, right? And you have four options. Just choose one, uh, two of the four. I will go with ice cold and in your cups. I'll go with true grit and blood crazed. <laughs> Nutty, why don't you why don't you read the names of the options, but then give us the descriptions yeah. of the two you chose. No problem. So ice cold. When you go aggro, roll cool instead of grit. Uh, in your cups, the way you shrug off pain counts as armor. If you're fucked up drunk, you get one armor. <laughs> and I, I I I chose that off of character, not adventure. That's right. You're gonna yeah. have to role play that. Oh yeah. So my options were cool. Get those, marble, get those marbles ready to shove in your mouth when you speak. Start <laughs> some more die in there. She'll break out the Jane accent. We've heard her do before. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so my options were cool head, a devil with a blade, fingers in every pie, and just give me a motive. And the two I chose were cool head. When you do something under fire, you roll hot instead of rolling cool which is good because I gave myself the extra modifier for hot. And then I fingers in every pie, put out the word that you want a thing could be a person, could be something to ease the pain, could even be just a thing and roll hot on a 10 plus. It shows up in your establishment for you like magic on a seven to nine. Well, people make an effort and everybody wants to please you and close is close, right? On a miss, it shows up in your establishment for you with a goddamn string attached. So I don't really know what that means, but it sounds exciting. (laughs) I'll probably do 
uh, arresting visage. <laughs> when you remove a piece of clothing, your own or someone else's, <laughs> no one who can see, no one who can see you can do anything but watch. You command their absolute attention. If you choose, you can exempt individual people by name. Hey, you. <laughs> I think, and I think I might pick artful and gracious, where I uh, I can perform any chosen art, any act of expression or culture, and uh, when I put the product before an audience, I can, if I roll high enough, I uh, I can pick a member of my audience and I can have them meet me. They can have my services. I can make them love me. They have to give me a gift or they can admire my patron. Which would be Al, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> mine are, uh, yeah, true uh, true grit. You get plus one grit. Um, so I'm plus three grit now. Uh, and blood crazed. Whenever you inflict harm, inflict plus one harm. What were the two you didn't choose? <laughs> It was battle hardened. When you act under fire, roll plus grit instead of plus cool. Uh, and fuck these cocksuckers. <laughs> name, name, name your escape route, route and then uh, roll to see if you get it, basically. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not going to. On a miss, you're caught vulnerable half in and half out. <laughs> <laughs> Just your butt's hanging out of the window. Yes, I love it. Uh. I guess that leaves me. Um, yep. Yeah. I'm going to take um, I am the law. This is a long one. When you try and impose your will on an individual or small gang in the camp, roll plus grit. On a 10 plus, all three. On a 7 through 9, choose one. Uh, they, The choices are they do what you want. They don't fight back over it. You don't have to make an example of one of them. On a miss, someone decides the camp will be better off with a different sheriff or perhaps none at all. Ooh. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there's a... It's a risky. Two-sided. Yeah, it's risky, but hey, what the hell. Um, that's, it's very bold. Uh, battlefield instincts. When you indulge your vices, roll grit instead of roll will. Uh, roll plus grit instead of roll plus grit. Alright. Yeah, I think the, the I am the law one. I think so too. Yeah. Um, Mel, I had you written down as artful and graceful. What was your other move that you picked? Arresting visage. Arresting visage. Check. All right. <laughs> Matt, put in between brackets, strip. <laughs> <laughs> It worked against Hurst, you know. She removed yeah. um, part of her clothing, and he just could stand there. Uh, but it's odd; she can remove someone else's clothing, and they're hypnotic. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd be so confused. That's so rapey. <laughs> I mean, he would have done the same thing if she started stripping him. He would have been like, "What the?" And then bang. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. All right. So after moves, uh, gear. Right, and you have to read what your gear says. Um, it's usually weapons. You're you're selecting which weapons you want, and we can go down the list, um, similar to what we just did for the moves. 
Um, so I get, yeah, I get, I get one fuck off big gun, <laughs> and for that <laughs> I will I will use not a gun. I will use black powder grenades. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um, they are plus. Uh, oh wait, they're four harm. Close, close area, messy reload, uh, messy reload, and loud. Um, oh, grenades. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, okay, so one sec, wrote that down. I get two serious guns, so I'll use a hunting rifle and a handgun. Uh, and I get one hand weapon. I will use a machete. <laughs> of course. Hey, but this oh, is got, doesn't he just have like his knife? Yeah. You but... should have got the mini knives because that would have been hilarious. Just like <laughs> he does... <laughs> he's had oh, I think he's had a here, shotgun. Here we go. I like oh. machetes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mel, your turn. <laughs> Wait, give me the mask coach. <laughs> Um, you get one graceful <clears throat> weapon, one and, and two, two fancy, fancy gear. gear. Okay. Oh, hmm. Oh, these are all good. Oh, I'm having a hard time myself trying to decide between Jane's uh handgun or her rifle. Like, I don't ooh, understand. I don't understand this too. It says uh. In my fancy gear, it says a pet valuable alive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how? Like, what? <laughs> what kind of pet would you have? Oh. Richard said. Pussy. Yes! 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 Okay, I'm doing the pet. Brackets, Richard. And I like I like the the idea of having a long gorgeous coat coat for some reason. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Is that what you want? Yeah, okay. sure. What was your weapon? I, f- I missed it. Uh, I didn't pick it yet because they're all like so interesting. Hmm. In the show, she borrowed Saul's poo butt gun. We were like, like, "What the hell is a poo butt gun?" <laughs> <laughs> I like this sleeve pistol. Yeah, You're talking to me. Yeah, I like the sleeve pistol. I think that's cool. She oh, had. She did. Uh, she had, did have a pistol. She sh- yeah. shot the uh, John and the pilot. There you go. Sleep pistol. She's had kind of like a derringer. The little yeah. tiny. A sleep pistol, a long, gorgeous coat, and Richardson. <laughs> Richardson. <laughs> Richardson's your pet. Yep. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay, so I get, for my gear, I get an establishment, and I get a wicked blade, like a kitchen knife or a 12-inch razor-sharp scissors. Uh, I'm going to go with just a razor blade. Because nice. you look like a barber? Um, because uh, then I can give it to Trixie, and she can uh, use it on my corns or whatever she did. Ew, <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> My establishment features one main attraction supported by two side attractions, like a bar that features drinks supported by music and easy food. Choose one to be your main act and two for support. And I'm going to read all the options here. Luxury food, spectacle, 
drinks, music, easy food, coffee, fashion, games, drugs, sex, art, scene. I don't know what scene refers to. But you're um, like with it, it happening. You like, can ha- you can have improv groups. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want it. I don't want stand up comedy or improv at my res- at my place. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, unless it's the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, I'm gonna go. Number one is my main actor, or yeah, my main feature is drinks, and then I will also have sex and music because I just got that piano. I want to use that piano. <laughs> just got the piano. I love it. Um. For my establishment's atmosphere, choose and underline three or four. And these are the options. There's a lot of options here. Bustle, intimacy, smoke, shadows, perfume, slime, velvet, fantasy, brass, lights, acoustics. No, be no acoustic music at my, uh, at my uh, establishment. Anonymity, meat, eavesdropping, blood, intrigue, violence, nostalgia, spice, quiet, luxury, nudity, restraint, forgetting, pain, kink. Candy, protection, grime, noise, dancing, chill, masks, canned fruit, and a cake. So I am going with... I remember the peaches. I am going with... Uh, number one, obviously, is canned fruit. That looks so scary. <laughs> we need we will peaches be, for a meeting like this. I mean, it's way too important. We will be having canned fruit. Uh, blood, obviously. There's lots of blood to clean up. Protection. So I will bring any, you know... Um, Mothers under attack and their children into into my uh, whore's rooms to protect them. And then, I don't know, I was torn about a fourth one. Belle, you're adorable. I love the glasses <laughs> outside the helmet, uh, the, the mask, rather. Well, you uh, For those I, of you listening at home, Mel is now wearing a Jason mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for violence, number four. Jason approves. <laughs> Jason never had such awesome hair. Okay, is, security, is security one of the options up above, Steve? Uh, no, so this just... this will be a separate option. Yeah, separate selection. Oh, I see. So for security for my establishment. Yes. Okay. Well, then I want a real gang. So you got gang. what? Canned fruit? What else? Uh, canned fruit, protection, violence, and blood. Oh, okay. I'm just imagining a really slippery floor now. <laughs> Of all the blood, where I could have gone with candy. Oh, <laughs> candy and blood <laughs> sounds like the van of my dreams. <laughs> all right, who's next? Uh, I guess that's me. Um, all right, so for gear. Oh, by the way, can I switch from I am the law to daredevil? Sure you can. Sorry. That's a different intercast. (laughs) Daredevil is just, you get plus one cool. So, it's simple. You're the only one who gets a horse? What? Damn, I get a horse. Of course I get a horse. Okay. Keep it away from Steve. Gear. In addition to your horse and deputies, choose two no-nonsense weapons. I kind of have to go with the classics, I think. The cult pace, uh, peacemaker. Pacemaker. <laughs> pacemaker. <laughs> it's the opposite of a pacemaker, but it's okay. Um, and the Winchester rifle. What's weird is it talks about reload, but wasn't a Winchester rifle an automatic rifle? I thought that was the whole point of a Winchester was that it. You was still one have of the to first reload automatics. It. You gotta reload it eventually. Yeah. 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 It just it has more. Uh... 
more bullets. Yeah, but this just says reload, so I would assume that's after every shot you have to reload. No, it says reload. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it just says reload. Yeah, I'm not gonna worry about it too much. It's flavor text. I think it just it, it um, differentiates it from a knife, which you don't have to reload. This is true, <laughs> but all guns need to be reloaded. Yeah, yeah. So it's just stating the obvious. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so that's the gear. Should I do the horse? I mean, that's the weapons. I should do the horse and the deputies as well, I assume. Okay. All right, my horse. Strength. This one has been really hard. I've been staring at this one for a while. Um, strength, I guess I'm going to go with rugged and breed, um, into, uh, part, part of me. Yeah, part of me wants to go with an Appaloosa, but I'm going to go with a... Um... Go with a the Pinto. They explode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my horse exploding underneath me. Thank you very much. Well, Dan might have put a grenade uh, inside I that might horse's make ass. It, I might make it do that anyways. <laughs> you know what? I'll just go. I'll go with the Appaloosa. Um <laughs> With your heart, make Carol's horse explode. If you miss when you roll, the horse explodes. <laughs> uh, oh man, uh, now you have to name it Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so was not going to name it Lucky. Okay. We're going to name it Buttermilk? That's my favorite. Oh, Buttermilk. (laughs) Buttermilk. Buttermilk. (laughs) Uh, Weakness is um, stubborn. Stubborn. Like like the sheriff. Weakness weakness runs over small children. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. I guess they'd be easily startled. Uh, of course, don't run over that child, but I want to run over that child. Damn it, you're so stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of these names are just like, what, really? Uh, none of them match. Sure you could do your own. Yeah, you could do your own. Um, oh, well, I haven't thought of that. I'll, I'll just go with one of them. Um, Comet. Huh? Comet. Comet? What about yeah. Cupid? No. Uh, <laughs> That's a um, that's a Briscoe County Junior reference for those of you who missed that. <laughs> I I can go with Comet if you got if it'll make you no, guys it's happy. Your, it's your um, horse. It's my horse. I'm not good with names. Um, Till Dan explodes it. <laughs> I'll go with. Um, you know what? I'll go with Lucky because um, I'm hoping so because I don't want it exploded. <laughs> You guys suggested the name. You can't explode the the horse. <laughs> okay. Um, by default, your deputies consist of of about five deputies deputized townsfolk with their personal weapons of choice, most likely a firearm and horses. They have horses. You guys don't. What can I say? Oh. Um, they're disciplined under your command, but can be brutal or heavy-handed if unsupervised. Sounds like. Yeah, sounds like a group. Two harm gang, small savage, one armor. Two harm gang, small savage, one armor. Okay. Um, 
choose two. Your deputies are well armed, is plus one harm. Your deputies are fortified, plus one armor. Your deputies are well disciplined, drop savage. Your deputies have jobs in the community or are gold miners themselves. The posse gets plus rich. Huh. Okay. I'm going to go with well disciplined just because I'm a party pooper. And, um, well, you're not the party pooper, Seth is. <laughs> yes. I like the ones where they have jobs in the community. Like, I, I can't know, come. I, was... I, I have to go to work. I'm yeah, just buried was... in paperwork. <laughs> Somebody has to mind the store. Yeah, I mean, I've... interesting. That one was really interesting. Um, I'm going to go with, um, well armed. Yeah, I guess well armed. Well armed. Yeah. Well armed, so, but well behaved. So there's no savage. There's plus one harm. And it's one armor. No, wait a minute. If unsupervised, two harm. I'm not sure what the... Steve, help us out on this. All right, so your harm in the box for harm, you would write three, right? Because you okay. got the plus one harm. And then for armor, you would write one. Okay. And that that pertains to your gang. And then you as a person, you also have one armor. So you, your your gang is as uh, as set as you are. Oh, you know what? I probably should have, since they had two armor, I mean, two harm, one armor, I probably should have gone with the well-fortified and given them a second so that they've got two armor and two harm. You want to do that? Yeah, I want to switch that. I want to give them two and two. Two and two? Check. Two and two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... Because, yeah, I forgot about that extra stuff up top. All right. All right. So they're not <clears throat> savage, and they've got two things. Okay. And they've got horses. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, my gang doesn't have horses. I can steal a horse. <laughs> they have horses. All right. So I can um... ride Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was still trying to figure out uh if I wanted to go handgun or rifle. But I think Jane uh well she used both and I think I'm gonna go with rifle. And because uh, I like shooting from far away. Mm-hmm. Uh so we'll go with rifle and where did I have that? Uh I'm gonna make that a high powered and Yeah, I'm going to make that uh, AP ammo. Whoa, you can have a whip. <clears throat> yes, I could. So, um, cool. I actually, instead of going with the whip, though, uh, well, that's not the top. I have to go off the base. So, off the base, I'm going to go uh, staff. <laughs> okay. 
because I figure she needs something to keep her from falling over because she's so drunk. I love it. <laughs> Steal it from Moe's. He's got a staff. <laughs> or a walking and, stick. Um... Staff with a spike on the end. <laughs> well, that's that's an idea, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do staff with a spike on the end. And it's going to be hidden. <laughs> Whoa. The spike is going to be hidden. You're like the penguin with the yes. umbrella blade at the end of it. <laughs> I love the penguin in Gotham, by the way. It's so funny. <laughs> All right. Let me go back and just double check. Matt H. Yeah. What's your stats? Just go down the list. Uh, cool plus two. Grit is now plus three because of true grit. Correct. Hot minus two. Sharp zero. Will zero. And all of my weapons get plus one harm. So that makes those grenades plus five. (laughs) That horse is going to really He's going to blow up good. (laughs) I like the one that the doc has a skill called breathe, damn it. (laughs) And he's got a kit full of stuff. Matt A, read read down your stats, please. Oh, yes. Um, Stats. Zero cool, one crit, two hot, one sharp, negative one will. Negative one will. All right. All right. And your your gang, I mean, your gang is essentially, you know, it, it's going to be. It's me and Johnny. Yeah, it's going to be Davey, you know, the bartender, Davey. It's going to be uh, Silas Adams. It's Ooh, going to be Johnny. Cool. Right, and it's going to be Dan Doherty if Dan allows it. Since Dan's a an actual player character, he he may not um, he may not go with you, but he'd be foolish not to, right? <laughs> he pays my bills. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so we got a character creation. We're all set. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is good. This is this is, um, so rules. I want to re- just quickly review the rules before we get started. Um, also on your character sheet is a little harm box down at the um, bottom left, right? <clears throat> and this has like a, a doomsday clock to it. Mm-hmm. And so every time you take harm, you click off one of the um, kind of sections. So from the twelve o'clock to three o'clock is actually one harm, right? The three o'clock to six o'clock is another harm right and then six o'clock to nine o'clock is another harm each of those segments is one harm and then once you get up to um you know the 12 o'clock all the way around then you start taking disfigurements right so you you actually you select one of those whether it's you know shattered crippled disfigured broken and those start affecting your stats at that point now if you add up all that plus the four disfigurements, right? Um, essentially, everyone has 10 wounds to their character before they're dead, right? So you want to be conscious of that. Um, so you got the six on the doomsday clock and then disfigurements below that. If you had a dock around, he could remove some of those wounds. But since no one chose the dock, you're all screwed. No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay. You cocksucker digs dead people up anyway. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the basic moves would be on that second last page of that um, um, 
um, PDF file that I sent you. Uh, so, th- and it goes with your stats. So it kind of explains um, for cool, right? It's do something under fire. And it explains what, what you would do with that. That's when you would roll your dice and depending on your roll plus your modifier, right? Your stat modifier. Um, then that decides what kind of options you have from there. Um, there's go aggro, there's seize by force. Both of those are under grit stat. Uh, there's seduce or manipulate. That's under the hot stat. There's read a sitch and read a person. Both of those are under the sharp stat. And then indulge your vices is under the will stat. Um, and so we'll, we'll kind of just go th- through during gameplay um, what your options are. And depending on what you roll, you're, you're limited what your options are. So uh, I'm not going to uh, be too heavy on that. I, I like the idea of this being role-playing centric, right? And... Um, you know, before we get started role-playing, I just want to uh, send out a disclaimer, a word of caution, right? The Deadwood setting, as established by the HBO show, and kind of what we, you've heard so far, uh, listing off the characters, um, it's known for its liberal use of profanity and colorful language. Um, so expect, you say. Yeah, so expect this podcast to be explicit, right? And know what is said in character does not necessarily reflect the opinions of the podcasters. I thought That's that was true. Yeah, I thought that was important. Just a cover your ass kind of message. I already, I'm pretty sure I already said fuck like three times. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just everyday life. Well, that wasn't in character. That was actually you. So that that does. <laughs> so if I was in character and I started talking about like Native Americans or Chinese people, uh, <laughs> it's not Matt saying it. It's Al. Yes. That's right. Yeah. You know, it came right. out of Matt's mouth. <laughs> isolate those clips <laughs> oh thank goodness we don't have Edward general in this game because <laughs> even in character I'm not saying it alright so if you're all prepared we can start the actual session yes alright so this I'm calling this uh, one shot RPG session uh, nature abhors Right, that's the name of this. Abhors. Abhors. Is that a pun? Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, so this the setting uh, takes place directly following the series. So that season three, episode twelve, right? This is essentially the very next day. Maybe some time has passed. Maybe like a weekend worth of time, but it's definitely within the same week. So picture um, your characters as they were when you last saw them. And that's uh, exactly the same state that your characters are in right now. So it makes it real simple. And, and with news of the uh, HBO Deadwood movie coming out, right? It's kind of, I'm kind of doing some fan fiction of how I, I would write that, um, that movie, right? Um, so it's the morning of a, of a new day. Right, a new day without Hearst. Um, it's fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's still dark outside, so you know it's uh, it's morning, but it's it's early, very early morning. You know the the sun hasn't even rose over the hilltop yet. Um, and we, we're we get introduced to our favorite Richardson. Richardson 
is praying to his antlered God, right? He's got his antlers up <laughs> over his head and he's staring at this thing, right? Just in, in perfect repose. Like he's, he's, he's not moving a, a muscle. He's just, he's just totally focused. And this, this is our setting, right? This, this is great. This is perfect. Um, E.B. E.B. Farnham, um, mayor of Deadwood, uh, owner, uh, owner, I don't know, proprietor of the, uh, the hotel in Deadwood. Um, he walks out of his office. He sees Richardson there, kind of rolls his eyes. Right? <laughs> and he goes into a monologue, which I have prepared. <laughs> Richardson, get away from there and scurry back to the hole from whence you came. Lest the guests wake to witness you practicing your foul paganism. My, how I would watch with grotesque pleasure as they tie you to the pyre and as did the Puritans of Salem. But would the mob stop there? In the wake of the demon hearse departure, lured back into the dark crevasses of the earth, the mob stirs. And does not roam, absent Nero as witness, burn just as swiftly. The yellow horde of the flowery kingdom descends from the hills while mercenaries and cutthroats of various size and stature drink and fuck about around Cochrane's alley in spite of the doc's protests. And yet, Hearst's shadow prevails in the form of an ever-present roaming pack of Pinkerton jackals, which, like scavengers, howl and nip at the weakest among us. While the twice-widowed First Garrett, now Ellsworth, mourns in black, the maniac Bullock, who once beat me unprovoked, Mm-hmm. No doubt spurred on by his Jew partner and my political rival for mayor, steams at his own impotence. <laughs> Indeed, the eddies of external forces violently heave and swirl ever faster, and nature abhors a vacuum. Now, when a couple moments go by and Richardson, you know, sees that EB has finished his kind of diatribe. Uh, he meekly squeaks out, uh, should I see you to making the breakfast? Uh, to which EB replies, isn't that what I just fucking said? Get now, shoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss it. <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> Nicely done. You wrote that yourself, huh? Yes, that that is my one prepared speech and everything else I'm winging it. Love it. Cool. Loved that it. definitely had EB's voice in there. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. So, uh, so we got um, uh, Richardson scurries back into the kitchen area, right? And EB stands there, kind of proud of himself, uh, as EB tends to do. And the kind of the whole speech is accented by this single gunshot. <laughs> that's heard throughout the town, you know, a single gunshot. And it, it's kind of it wakes, certainly wakes the town up, but it, it, it kind of, it's just this, this ominous start to the day, this gunshot. Mm-hmm. So I will start with, uh, I'll put Matt a on the spot. Yeah. Uh, Al, Al Swearingen, what are you doing? I'm, oh. I'm pissing in a piss pot right now. It's what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. So you are awake, right? You're awake. You're early riser. Did you oh, sleep yeah. Alone? 
I Did barely slip at all. Are you alone, uh, or is the whore Dolly lying in bed with you? Oh, no, I kicked her out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> she only exists for the purpose of uh, someone to listen to while I give my monologues. My blow jobologues. <laughs> jobologues. Yeah. All right, so you're, you're standing there. You're pissing into your piss pot. You hear this gunshot. What do you do? Um, do seems you pretty common it? in Deadwood. I yeah, think I is. ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I may I may grumble under my breath like oh what the fuck is this now? I haven't had my coffee yet. I stagger down. I go get my coffee. Al, your coffee's ready. <laughs> so Dan, are you awake? Is that uh, is that you? Yeah, I'm already at the bar. I've got his coffee and I've got a shot of whiskey. You don't sleep either. And I, I'm like, and we pour it in. <laughs> whiskey in the coffee. Oh yeah 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 yeah. There you go. So Dan, did you? (laughs) Well, you don't always take it like that, huh? Did you have uh, the night shift to where you work in the bar at night? Is that why you're awake, or you just an early riser as well? I'm just I'm always up before Al. I'm always ready at the bar when he needs me. (laughs) Like a good muscle. Yeah, good muscle. (laughs) All right. Um, And the gunshot. Are you? Are you at all, at all interested in the gunshot or you just rely on what whatever Al tells you to do? It excites me. Violence is my thing. <laughs> now I get my jollies. The gunshot gave me a little tingle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, keep going around. Seth Bullock, the sheriff. Um, presumably you're at home lying in bed with your wife. With board in the middle or without board (laughs) in the middle? She got rid of the board a while ago. Um, Nothing's changed at that point. Uh, No, I'm up. I'm I'm ready. As a matter of fact, I hear the gunshot. I'm already dressed. I I, uh, grab my hat and my, my gun and I start headed out, head out to the street to see what happened excellent excellent and i will just go around to the rest of the table trixie the horror where where are you mm. did you steal away for a night with uh... yeah i'm in bed with Saul. <laughs> uh i uh i get up i guess and i get dressed and you go through that like hole in the in the wall yes <laughs> yes yeah yeah you, you go back to shaughnessy's through the hole yes. in the wall yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting dressed as I'm crawling through the hole. <laughs> Jane is still passed out in a ditch. She kind of. Uh, Are your pants clean? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your bottle closer. Are her pants clean, please? She's got a diaper on. <laughs> oh, Jane, do you have uh, Bill's? Uh, coat, like, like the fur coat. Not the ditch. No, no. I keep that at home with Joni. Okay, got it. Got it. I'm, I'm imagining Joni's all snuggled underneath it right now, waiting for Aww. me to come in and snuggle her. Oh, I love it. But I fell asleep before I got home. <laughs> so for you, the, the, the gunshot, you just keep on sleeping through it. Yeah. It's, it's, she's really drunk. She only passed out like an hour ago. <laughs> 
blood alcohol content is still <laughs> probably high. still drunk. This is not a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that leaves um, Seth Bullock, the sheriff. You're you're the only one who actually got out and onto the street. Um, so you're you're walking down the the street of uh, Deadwood at this point. Yep. All yeah, right. Um, which direction did I? <clears throat> which direction did the uh, gunshot come from? So your your house is situated at one end of the thoroughfare, right? So you're you're walking um, west um, okay. down the thoroughfare towards um, Gem Saloon, right? So yeah. Uh, once you get past the Gem Saloon, it kind of angular from the Gem Saloon to um, Utter's. Um, uh, what is it? Utter yeah. Freight. Post, the post office. <laughs> um, you see a body in the street, in the middle of the street. So, like uh, just a, a lump, a lying there in the mud, beautiful mud. <laughs> in the middle of the street, uh, in, basically in front of the gem. Is that what you're saying? Uh, kind of angular. It, it's more. Um, it's closest to like um, the hotel, uh, the ten number ten saloon. Oh, okay. All right, so it's past the gem. Past the gem, yep. All right. All right, so... Um, In fact, at this ar- point, I'll, I'll say that Tom Nuttle, he was he was manning the number 10 saloon. He, he comes out um, basically at the same time you do. Okay. And walk towards uh, the body. Okay, well, I'm... As I am headed towards the body, I'm looking all around the street and up to the tops of the buildings because right now I feel like people could be ambushing other people any place. So um, am I, do I see anything? Do I see any people, suspicious people leaving? Um, do I see any threats to myself or to Nutter or anybody else? No. Um, the only person you see is Tom Nuttle um, okay. on the street. And he doesn't seem to be threatening or running away from the scene of the crime. So he's, okay. <clears throat> uh, you, you see no other threats, no other people. All right. So I, I go up to the guy, to the body. I asked Tom, um, did you see what happened? And I, and who is the body? Can I see who the body is? So as you're walking towards the body, it's very hard to discern who it is. Um, mm-hmm. It's, basically covered in mud and because there's no daylight it uh, everything looks grayish in in this light so it, it's very hard and until you actually like <clears throat> are on top of the guy uh you know tom acknowledges you uh he says yeah i heard the gunshot and came out um and admittedly he didn't come out right away in fact you know in case there was more gunshots following he didn't want to put himself in the line of danger but you know after a while he 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 eventually came out this this is tom he's not the the most dramatic guy um but he's there and um uh, so you both are hovering over this body and you can tell it's a man right about six foot um he's He's wearing, you know, fairly well-dressed clothes. Uh, and 
other than that, you know, he's face down in the mud, so you can't really see anything. Uh, you do notice that there is a uh, gun. There's a, was it a little Derringer uh, next to him. Um, it's just sitting there. Um, Please tell me it's I. So you go to roll <laughs> over the body. Yep. Roll, roll over, over the body. Yep. It's fucking Cy Tolliver dead. Yay! <laughs> Steve, you win the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Episode done. <laughs> okay. So, okay. poor Cy uh, has bit the bullet. And um, right now there's uh, no suspects or no no con- uh, no known suspects. I mean, there's there's he pissed off a lot of people, so there's probably a lot of suspects, but um, uh, none that you can finger right now. Um, so as you're as you're standing there, Tom is you know he's he's kind of gasping a little bit because this Cy, for all his you know, people didn't like him, he, he was part of the Deadwood community, one of the staple you know owners of a, a business. I mean. This could just as easily be Tom Nuttall, right? Um, so Tom's kind of taken aback, and as he's staring there, there's a there's a horse coming in from uh, um, Cheyenne. He's coming down uh, the thoroughfare, and this is early in the morning, so it's it's kind of unusual for anyone to be out and about uh, so early in the morning. But you see, this horse is coming to you very slowly. I mean, he's not threatening. Uh, he's coming in, but now uh, you have this guy on horseback, and as he approaches, he stops um, where you're all congregating there. And this is uh, Hugo Jerry. This is the commissioner from Yankton. Oh, it's Stephen Tobolowski. Correct. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and we have a guest star on the podcast. It's Stephen <laughs> we should have invited him. <laughs> podcast. Yes, he does. So he dismounts in a kind of awkwardly kind of way that he does, right? And, he, and um, he now there's three of you just staring down at this dead body. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining a lot of oh god, oh god. <laughs> from from him, not from me. Yeah, yeah. From from. from <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to suggest that uh, that uh, Mr. Nutter send somebody to the gem to uh, let them know that you know, see if anybody there uh, wants to come Alice get this body. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, that works out. So he calls out for um, Harry. You know, Harry's manning the number 10 saloon. Um, so he calls out for Harry. Harry comes out. And now Tom goes to the gym. So now kind of uh, Harry is taking the place of Tom. Uh, well, I have a question for you, Steve. Yep. Um, or whoever, Mr. Narrator. Um, what Mr. Milch. <laughs> Mr. Milch, yeah. Mr. Milch. Um, the... <laughs> What kind of... Oh, wait, sorry. You really are the DM. <laughs> I prefer Masters of Ceremony, if we're going true Apocalypse World scenario. David Milch. 
Uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, um, yeah. So when we turn him over, what kind of, I assume that he was shot. I mean, we haven't established that. It, do I see a great big bullet hole or does it look like a rifle or a, a pistol or, or um, what does it look like? So it does look, he does look like he was shot in the head, right? Okay. Um, you know, on, the face on one, or the back one, of the head? Uh, a temple, one of the temples temple. kind of to the side. Okay. Right? <clears throat> All right. So you can kind of see his face. You, you recognize him as being side Tolliver. Um, but you can't really tell how big the wound is again with the lighting and the mud. Um, kind of, you would need to bring the body indoors or have someone like the doc do a, mm-hmm. do an actual autopsy to figure out, you know, uh, the particulars of the murder. All right. So <clears throat> I got Tom Nuttall. He's running into the gym. He's all flustered. He says, before he, shot. Wait, wait, before he comes in, I want to, I want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Al's drinking his coffee and I say, Al, you know, I just ordered something in from Yankton. It's pretty cool. I want you to see it. Uh, I was wondering the other day what the inside of a horse would look like. So, <laughs> I, I ordered this and I pull, I pull out the box and and I take the cover off. I'm very careful. I'm like, don't don't jostle it now. Uh, these are called black powder grenade. <laughs> and by golly, I'm gonna see me the inside of a horse. <laughs> and and what then I would say well, I would say. Uh... And Trixie walks in right when he's saying, "I want to see the inside of a horse." She walks in. She's like, uh... <laughs> Oh, hat tricks. <laughs> so what the fuck do you want to see the inside of the horse for, you ignorant cocksucker? <laughs> I just think it'd be, it might be pretty. I, I'd okay, be surprised that he never seen the inside of a horse. Hasn't everybody seen the inside of a horse at this point? I blow, you know, Al, I've blown up a lot of things, but never blown up a horse yet. <laughs> Disturbing. Now that... <laughs> Now that he's introduced the grenade, he, you know he has to use it. I mean, that's, that's the problem with this. <laughs> so you can establish he has these grenades. Chekhov's grenade. Of course, at home. <laughs> oh, is that is that Tom coming in? <laughs> so so Tom rushes in. And you know he, he he was about to blurt out that Sal was you know uh, that Sal was dead, but he he sees this box of grenades sitting on the uh, the bar top, and it, it kind of gives him pause. He looks he looks at Dan, looks at Al, looks back at Dan, and finally you know says Sal's been shot, Sal's dead. And he's he's his body's out there in the street. I look to Al and wait for his reaction before I react. <laughs> I take a sip, another sip of coffee, and I go back upstairs. <laughs> He's celebrating. His rival is dead. Uh, rival, friend, frenemy. Your rival is dead. You should be celebrating. Maybe so, going up for a celebratory nap. <laughs> no job. Uh, so Tom sees Al walking up the stairs, kind of ignoring the situation, and he kind of pleads, 
uh, Al, uh, you know, the, this, this is a sigh we're talking. The fucking sigh is dead. I and- just had my coffee. <laughs> I haven't even had breakfast yet. Jewel, where's my fucking breakfast? <laughs> Closing out. Yeah, uh, that was good. <laughs> All right. Well, then Tom turns to Dan and says, can, can we at least get a, a, a stretcher and, you know, get the body off the street? Yeah, sure. All right. I, I, Dan, you should slip a grenade in your pocket. <laughs> Let me just pocket one of these for later. Okay. All right. So I go look for something that can be used as a stretcher. <laughs> All right. So uh, there is a stretcher out at uh, Doc's. Doc's Cochran's has a stretcher that's just sitting there always because it's always in use. And you can borrow it and bring a body back to him. That 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 would be fine. That that would actually be preferable because he's kind of a, a meek individual and he prefers the bodies to come to him. Whether mm-hmm. or you can rouse him. I mean, you can rouse him if you. So where are we want. taking this? We're taking this to docks or are we taking this to woos? Al <laughs> 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 didn't really say. Um, I'm telling you right now, you're either you're t- either taking it to docks or you're taking it to the gem where doc can see it. You're not taking it to woos. I don't want that body in my place. <laughs> hey, you're not here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what, would Al, what, what would Alf say? Was Alf there? talking to himself. Sorry, t- not the gem. I meant the, uh, Bella, the Bella union. Bella, Bella union. union. Sorry. I meant the Bella union. Oh, in a situation like this, I gotta think WW. <laughs> uh, I guess. We should take him to Doc. For those of you listening at home, Matt just keeps scratching his head in a very Dan way. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dan, you take the uh, the stiff to Doc's. Is that uh, is that the process? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so while you do that, uh, I'm going to have um, uh, the sheriff. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll say. Um, uh, Commissioner Jerry suggests that we all move inside since Dan's carrying off the body. By and, myself. Uh, How am I doing this by myself? Big guy. Strong. You're the muscle. Yeah. yeah me, show me the muscles. Yeah. Somebody needs to hold the back. I guess I could just drag it through the mud. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the gym, Al briefly goes uh, back downstairs and says, uh, Davey, go help Dan with that body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dan, you didn't think of bringing anybody with you? I mean, I just assumed Al was somebody. Oh, here it comes. Hey. <laughs> so, Commissioner Jerry suggests that this congregation that's kind of outside move indoors so as to not attract attention. Right? Attention over a dead body would be very, very bad, bad thing. Since when is there a tension over a dead body in Deadwood? Well, you, so Commissioner Jerry is is very, um, very. Uh, I want to say uh, he he has a lot of angst right now because um, there was just some elections that went on, and he he doesn't want any prying eyes to kind of look um negatively towards Deadwood. So he, he kind of wants to sweep this under the rug if possible. 
just uh just... so he he, he kind of wants to get the body off the street move everyone indoors and uh leave it at that seth is glaring at him like he's like he do <laughs> like he do like you with rage? like he's like he's trying to set the guy on fire with his vision <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, I make uh, Jane's ditch like right in front of Doc Cochran's? Yes, you may. So Dan yes, has may. to step over me. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I can imagine she's going to wake up. Sorry, Jane. What the so, fuck, Cochran? What are you doing? Uh, size dead. Good. Did <laughs> he kill himself? Uh, maybe. Good. Johnny told me he might kill himself. Here, let me help you with that. Oh, thanks. Harry Manning lets out a huge fart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Carol, if you want to roll a read a person, if you want to read Commissioner Jerry, you would roll a 2d6 plus your sharp, I believe. Um, Plus my what? My sharp? Sharp. Okay. So 2d6. Ooh, that wasn't good. Um, and plus my sharp. Sharp. Sharp is plus one. It's only a five. A five is a miss, right? Yep. Um, it's because you're distracted by smelling a fart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. You you can't read Hugo um, Jerry at all. Jerry at all. Um, so, which is really sad considering Jerry. I know. Okay. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I guess my rage my rage is overcoming my. Uh, all you see is red. Natural ability to see. <laughs> do you Watch follow his? Do you follow his suggestion to move indoors? Yeah. Yeah, which indoors? Which gotta get out of this cloud, this cloud of (laughs) sulfur. (laughs) Uh, Go into the gem to see Al. I mean, with Psy dead, that it makes sense to see Al. All right, and the two and Al. All right, so um, everyone's moving into the gem. We got uh, Dan and uh, Jane over at Doc Cochran's. Yeah. All right. So you woke up, Jane, moving the body. Yeah. You got to wake up uh, Doc as well because he's sound asleep. Doc. 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 Wake up. Doc's eyes dead. Don't not kill himself. I imagine all we hear is like coughing. He still has cholera at this point, doesn't he? Yeah. Does he? Is it, he didn't get over it. I guess yeah, you don't I don't think so. <laughs> 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 yeah. He had cholera or tuberculosis. I don't. Uh, tuberculosis. He had, he had some really bad cough. Yeah, he had the butter butter lung. <laughs> what do you want? I just said size dead. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I could take him to Woo's. You want me to take him to Woo's? No. no. Bring him in. <laughs> no. You got to open the door, Doc. All right, Doc. Doc opens the door and lets you and Jane bring bring in Dead Sigh. Don't don't cough on me. I put up my, I put up my bandana. Uh, <laughs> Doc, tell t- tell us that uh, 
He killed himself, right? Please tell me he killed himself. <laughs> well, I won't know that until I look at the body. Okay, you look. We're going. Uh, we're going to go back to the gym. That would be preferable. Thing. Hang on, hang on, one yeah. second. I'm. I'm gonna. I. This has nothing to do with the shooting. <laughs> right in his face. Right in his face. All right, I'm good. Oh, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I do it too. <laughs> Fuck Zai. Fuck that guy. That cocksucker. Uh, the doc also says "fuck Zai" for waking oh, up so early. They hung up a really gross loogie on him. Oh yeah, he 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 outdoesed both of you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Was was Dan the one who was sweet on Veronica Mars? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Extra reason to hate Sai. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. So now everyone's kind of going back to the gym. Gym's the hotbed of activity around here. Dude. So who's all in the gym at this point? Everybody. I guess. So, so yeah, I think we got Tom Nuttle. We we got uh, Dan Al. Um, who who else we got? Commissioner Jerry, uh, hey, Seth, you Dan. You should call for your Jane. Brain. Oh, how, how do I do that? I don't know. I, I'm call. I call. I stick my head out the window and yell at Richardson. Do you have like a, an animal sound that he comes? To yeah, I, I make a deer sound. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes running. <laughs> What exactly is a deer sound? <laughs> it's just this light sound of like a hoof stepping on a branch. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so Richardson comes running at your beck and call. <laughs> I just want him around. You never know what kind of adventures we, I might get into. He's probably going to start praying over the body. Or whatever. I guess it's not. It's at docks. Al, uh, Al, you want me to get out the the peaches? I'm pouring Richardson a drink, handing it over. <laughs> I'll take me some peaches. Yeah, D- Al instructs Johnny to get the peaches out. <laughs> take out my machete. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally bust one of the cans and ruin it. <laughs> uh, okay, it's not ruined. Here, get it to me. Get it to me. <laughs> We or just share that one. Here a single can. We pass it around. We're all upstairs in Al's office. <laughs> I've ordered Harry Manning to sit to wait out on the farting patio. <laughs> <laughs> you you sit out there, Harry. <laughs> a, st- a steady sound of little little farting noises. <laughs> all right, so uh, Commissioner Jerry. He he starts up. He's saying this this is not good. The the this death um, at this hour, this day, it's just it's poor reflection on uh, Deadwood, and uh, quite frankly, on on me. And um, um, I I would not like the news of this to get out too far. Um, and he's he's kind of he's weak and mumbling. It's kind of just you know the the way that he does. I um, think you may be under some delusions of what kind of a town Deadwood is. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> so if anyone, right? <laughs> yes. 
if anyone wants to do the the read a person, anyone at all. Um, I don't know what that is, but I guess I'll try it. Is that sharp or what sharp. is it? That's yep. sharp. You got a zero in sharp. But I'll do it because I like I have, rolling dice. I have a plus two in sharp. Oh, you do it. Oh, well, then she should do it. Yes. Okay. Hashtag vote whore. Whore's intuition. Oh, no. Four plus two? Yeah, it's only a six. Yeah, it's only a six. That is a miss. I'll do it. You can you do it over? Three. Shouldn't everybody, shouldn't everybody do it? Everybody yes. else. Yeah, I mean, you can all do it. All right. Should I do it again because we're now inside? Yeah. No. And he said some more stuff. Uh, nine. Nine. All right. Ooh. That's a hit. That hits. All right. So what do I read? So with that with that nine roll, right, with that hit, um, his entrance in the town at this hour, he mentioned kind of like this hour, this day, right? Uh, his entrance in the town, uh, along with kind of like Harry Manning, who's out on the um, the wind balcony, the farting patio, passing wind, sir. Bal- it's trademarked as a farting patio, just, <laughs> passing some gas. <clears throat> it's a part of your establishment. You advertise it. <laughs> so you you read into that that the elections have passed, right? And mm-hmm. he is bringing news of who won the elections, right? And with uh, kind of the presence of um, uh, Manning, uh, Harry Manning out there, you kind of get the impression that, uh, well, you kind of knew that Seth Bullock is no longer sheriff of Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-oh. Why are you here so early, Mr. Whoever you are? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> S- Mr. Steven Tobolowski. <laughs> Mr. <clears throat> must have rode all night to get here. Yankton. I I did indeed, and uh, I, I bring news that um, Harry Manning is the new sheriff of Deadwood, and okay. uh, <laughs> elections rigged. God help us all. <laughs> so should I tell Harry that I kill himself? <laughs> that, that might be uh, the 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 best uh, outcome of this, um, because you know. Now that he's sheriff, he has a murder on his, or you know, a, a, an investigation. Uh, and um, unfortunately, as as uh, Yankton commissioner, uh, I'm going to have to request that a thorough inquiry um, be made as Harry Manon's first official duty as sheriff. Yankton commissioner don't mean nothing here in Deadwood. We all know <laughs> who knows the truth and who's a Stupid son of a bitch that doesn't rest till he finds it. That's that cocksucker over there, said Bullock. <laughs> so, Harry, why don't you just follow Seth, but from a safe distance? Hey, Harry can't me. hear you. He's out on the patio. Speak loud enough. Clap people can hear me. <laughs> Harry, but I opened the patio door. Harry, you better come back in here. I guess you're sheriff now or something. <laughs> oh, I hailed. No, 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 no. Harry, you go back out on the patio. Harry, you yell your answers to Johnny. Johnny can yell them back into the room. Uh, uh. It was bad when somebody put out on the balcony and it's not me. (laughs) So, Seth Bullock, uh, I would like to know uh, how you take the news of someone else being sheriff. I take off my badge and I give it to him. Oh, just roll over like that. 
doesn't want to be sheriff. <laughs> he takes off his badge and immediately minus one armor. <laughs> no, the armor is my skill and my my fortitude. Um, it, and, I say to, and I say to Harry, put it on the tit. <laughs> you know, I don't need a badge to do the right thing. There you go. There you go. That's better. So, yeah. Uh, so Harry takes the, the 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 tin star and he's looking at it and he's quite not sure what to do with it. You know, on he, has it. It, <clears throat> he he hesitantly puts it on and you know he confesses to the large group that's all up in uh, Al's office. Like I, I've I've never investigated a, a dead body before. Well, uh, there's a way to make a dead body disappear. Yeah, I, I don't like this. Yeah. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> hey, my name is Dave. Fuck sucker. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, Seth is just standing over there, just watching this, and watching Harry, and just with total contempt about the entire thing. Because the fact is that he knows that he can go back to being in the hardware business. I mean, he is in the hardware business. And this fight that's coming, it doesn't matter whether he's got a star on his chest or not. It's all going to, you know, come out in the wash. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so, you know, it's... Uh, uh, Harry, Sheriff, whatever, you don't have to investigate much. So I was ready to kill himself. He killed himself. I concur. <laughs> so the, the consensus is that Sai killed himself, and and then he spit on himself. He killed, he, all, he, all, he spit up all sorts of things on himself. Uh, <laughs> he was a sorry motherfucker, and he just he just couldn't stand it anymore, and he shot his his own brains out. That's it. And then a fountain of spittle just spewed out of his mouth. Yeah. Yes. Harry, the doctor, the doc should be looking at him. He can tell you whether, you know, whether he shot himself or whether somebody shot him. All right. Uh, now, question for for Jane, just uh, for character. Um, yep. Presumably, uh, Joni has not been made aware that Sai's dead. How, how do you think? Are you internalizing this at all in your drunken state? Are you internally what what she might think of this? Well, she wants to go home and tell her the good news. <laughs> but then, she's like, oh, she might be sad. So she don't want to tell her right away. <clears throat> All right. Hoping it's a suicide. Um, so at this point, uh, Blazanoff. Oh, uh, Blazanoff. <laughs> Blazanov. We're just bringing back all the characters. <laughs> bringing them all. He, he, he knocks on the door. He knocks on the Al's um, uh, office door. That's odd because the door was open, but okay. <laughs> he says, uh, Cheyenne and Black Hills Telegraph Company. Telegram for Mr. Tolliver. <laughs> uh, take a message. <laughs> what? Who is he talking to when he he's delivers this message? 
the room, he, I guess. Why, why he, is he coming here to deliver a message for Tolliver? Well, he, he knows that Tolliver is dead. The, the news is quickly spreading around town, despite what Commissioner Jerry wants. Um, the, the news is, is quickly is quickly going. Okay, well, then I'm, I'm reaching out my hand for that telegram. All right. And Seth starts to reach it instead and then realizes he's not sheriff anymore and points at Harry and says, are you going to do something? Um, Harry defers to Al in this situation. (laughs) Of course he does. (laughs) Seth just shakes his head and uh, grumbles. That's a great sheriff we got now, eh? Hey, Seth? So essentially, Harry's going to need some help. You know, he's. (laughs) If you want this to be an actual investigation, Harry's going to need some help on this one. I think that's the the key point to that. But Al takes the telegram in hand and he reads, uh, he reads, expect to receive Newman. Stop. This evening. Stop. Towards collection of first payment. Stop. So now you guys get to decipher what that is. What was the first sentence again? Expect to receive Newman. Expect to receive Newman. Newman. Like Newman. Newman or Newman? Newman, one word. Capital. I think it's Newman, but it's been uh, changed in the (laughs) telegram. I I think Blastoff is terrible at his job. (laughs) Blastoff is good at his job. (laughs) And what's the rest of it? Um... This evening, uh, towards collection of first payment. Towards collection of first payment. So you guys may remember, some of you may remember, that Newman was one of Hearst's uh, enforcers, one of his chief enforcers. No, I didn't remember that. Um, is that that's after the walrus was killed, right? Uh, yes, after the walrus. <laughs> He was actually the, uh, <laughs> um, it was after <laughs> he said walrus. Um, the captain, yeah. Captain. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was after the captain was killed. So this was the guy who actually shot um, our, our favorite, um, Mr. Ellsworth. Oh, oh that cop's on I remember him. I don't think any of you know that fact, but he he was an enforcer yeah. under uh, Hearst, so that much. That you was know. Nutty, by the way. <laughs> what? But when I said that cocksucker, that was nutty speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how do you take this news? This um, this urgent telegraph so early in the morning. Well, we already had, we already pretty much suspected that Cy was working with, or we knew. Did we know or did we suspect that he was working for, what's his name? First. Al knew, because Al was in the same room with Cy and Hurst at at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so now everybody knows. Um, and they know that that uh, Hurst's people probably didn't kill Cy. 
he's getting telegrams from Hearst at this point. Of course, Harry, who knows what Harry knows, because Harry's kind of incompetent, so. So this is a straight up weekend at Bernie's sitch where we're going to have to pretend that Sai is still alive. <laughs> that that is one possibility. <laughs> Who wants to go raid his closet? <laughs> no, we're using the dead body, cleaning it up, and then we're puppeteering it. <laughs> you got experience in that tricks. <laughs> so the performing action that you've done. <laughs> Artful and gracious, where I can, you know, do some performance art. So, yeah, that can be a part of my performance yeah. art. Puppeteering. Puppeteer that dead body. We're going to say that he, that Cy Tolliver, we're going to make, we're going to spread a, a rumor around town, around camp, that Cy Tolliver is, is feeling unwell, but he's expected to appear at tonight's uh, performance, the Langreach Theater Company. Yes. Good plan, Al. And we're going to set a little trap. So when Newman shows up looking for uh, Cy Tolliver, we're going to interrogate him. Does anybody have sunglasses? I don't think they were invented yet. Hawaiian shirts? (laughs) (laughs) Sunglasses and Hawaiian shirts were invented in Deadwood in 1878. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) It was for an emergency purpose. An emergency performance. (laughs) Yes. Sun- the first sunglasses were invented sometime in the 12th century of China. Oh. There you go. There you so go. we should have some sunglasses. <laughs> you got a lot of Chinamen in town. Yes, let's, let's go to Chinatown and see if we can get some sunglasses. <laughs> oh, Lord. Tricks, I can go with you to Wu's Alley if let's you want to look for some sunglasses. Let's go. I can use my charms. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I got. Steven, are got we ruining tri- your game? No, no, not at all. This is great. No. So we got we got Trixie and Dan going to uh China Chinese Alley, right? Yeah. Chink Alley. Uh, yeah, Chink Alley. Find some sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm okay with that. Refer to the uh, disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> we, go to, we go to Mr. Wu's right away because he's kind of like, you know, our ally. Well, I mean, uh, he probably has some friends who have like fashion shops or whatnot. Okay, let's do it. <clears throat> All right. All those fashionable folk at Deadwood. Yeah, I don't right. know which. Except Sai. Sweet. That motherfucker killed We still him. have we still have um uh, Harry Manning kind of with his hands out saying, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are we really doing this? You you guys are gonna handle that thing, make him dance whatever yeah. harry this is what you're gonna do you're gonna stay down when <laughs> and you're gonna pretend that you don't know who that dead body is okay <laughs> and then after that al does his thing because al's a cocksucker and i still don't trust you threaten that little girl uh got us three seasons ago <laughs> yeah i got all memory fuck you <laughs> And then after everything's taken care of, then you tell everybody to side kill himself. Done. And I gotta figure out how to tell Joni. Why don't we say that Leon killed Sai and then we blame it on Leon and he's dead, so he can't no one can argue with it. <laughs> or we could actually figure out who killed Sai. Okay, I guess so. All right. I killed Sai. <laughs> Cocksucker. 
So do we? Do you guys want to tell people that he's dead, or do you, like? like you I can... thought we were pretending that he's going to still like alive. Yeah. We're pretending he's alive, at least for now. That's we need more fine. information. Yeah, we need more information about the telegram. We got to see what that guy wants when he gets here. We're not even there. We're going to play it close to the vest. Did we, did we leave already? Okay. Did you get your sunglasses? <laughs> did you get your Hawaiian right. shirt? <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you a big uh, a big coat. Uh, I'll go take one of Charlie. She's a fat motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Charlie. So let's go with um, right now. We'll go with Trixie and Dan to go visit Wu. I want to see this play out. Just, just go ahead. <laughs> just explain, explain yourself going into Chink Alley to wake up a big man. <laughs> big man. So, so I go. Woo! We need. Putting her hands like that. over her eyes. <laughs> and then, yeah, we look up towards the sun. The sun. <laughs> 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 glasses <laughs> you got any do do you explain why you are there i mean he's he's not getting the sunglasses reference at all like it's very cloudy right now <laughs> um pixie starts undoing her <laughs> that'll work that, that will work i mean if you want <laughs> he, has to, he has to know what you want first yeah. before that works. Well, okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm jumping the gun. I look around. Do I see anybody wearing glasses? <laughs> it's, it's still dark out, so no. There's nobody wearing eyeglasses? Oh, just regular glasses? I guess you can find someone with uh, regular glasses. There, there is, there is a whole shit ton of Chinese. There's 150 um, that he just brought from Custard City. So there's, there's a ton of Chinese. I go over to one of the weak-looking ones wearing sunglasses or wearing glasses, and I take the, the glasses off their face, and I take them over to Wu, and then I grab some mud and shit and stuff, and I cover the, <laughs> I, I rub it on the, the glasses, and, then, and I put them on. And then, <laughs> And then you look at me and you're like, that might work. That <laughs> could work in a pinch, but it, if he has something better, that'd be great. So, so who's, who's getting really angry at this, <laughs> this interchange? <laughs> okay, so then Trixie starts undoing her, her buttons. Tells him to calm down. Yeah, calm down, Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Should I roll? Actually, no. So, arresting visage, visage. Yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't have a roll to it. It just you take off a piece of clothing. Commander, absolute attention. Does she lose the the long luxurious coat? The long luxurious. The long luxurious coat. Eventually, she run, runs out of clothes to remove, I right? I hand it to Dan, and I say, Dan, you're exempt from this. <laughs> <laughs> I could not resent! <laughs> you have Wu's attention. He he will go back to you, uh, go back with you to the gem and have Al. Uh, Al's his, his main guy that he, he communicates with. 
not not this shit, you know, smearing on the glasses thing. Um, so he, you have his attention. He he will he will follow you. Forget Dan for a moment, if you will. We need sunglasses, sunglasses. We need these. He he wants to go see Al. So come on, let's go see Al. Dan, I guess you can come. <laughs> Hold my hand. <laughs> I can also roll to have anything sort of appear in my establishment. That's true. <laughs> I really want. I really wanted those sunglasses. Do it. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, you should I'm order. The, uh, no, Matt, you should order uh, through your uh, Amazon the Hawaiian shirt. Order. All right, I'm going to roll for the Hawaiian shirt. Rolling Al rolls jacket from Charlie. Al rolls for Hawaiian shirt. He rolls a seven. Plus, uh, no, there's no, this is, oh, plus hot, right? Plus hot. Seven, so nine. So on a seven to nine, your people make an effort and everybody wants to please you and close is close, right? <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> we're going to get not quite the Hawaiian shirt. It, it, it's Jewel a Pacific Island. You, it's, hang on. Jewel brings you a kimono <laughs> with flowers on it. What is you, Al? Close is close. We're going <laughs> to dress somebody up as Cy wearing a kimono and sunglasses. Oh, I thought we were actually dressing up Cy to, to, to hide the fact that he's dead. Yes, that's what we're, gonna, that's what we're doing. Okay. Hopefully that body hasn't been disposed of yet. Trixie's going like, to... You probably get a hat. Are you going to like... The bullet wound. Are you shoving your hand up his ass, puppet? Or what are you... Strings. I'll put my hand up the kimono. <laughs> Not up the ass. Okay. And, I mean, that's you can do that later if you like. Once we dispose of the body, you can stick a grenade up there if you want. But oh, good idea. <laughs> All right. So Wu enters the gem through the back, as Wu does, right? <clears throat> and he he wants to see Al and kind of figure out what these these two other people are talking about. Al, do you accept Wu? Oh, do I accept Wu? Yes. Yeah, we're Hang Dai. Hang Dai. Hang Dai. All right. So explain to Wu in, in the best broken English that you possibly can what is going on. Because he, he is not aware. Cy Tolliver, Chicago City cocksucker. Dead. Pretend. Sigh. Alive. Kimono. Glasses. You just went silent, so I don't even know what you're And you lost. (laughs) Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) Sigh. Chicago cocksucker. Can you make Uh a time travel between here so you can explain Weekend at Bernie's to him? So Al that- goes over to to um who else uh, to, to Seth. He makes he pretend he makes Seth go limp in his arms and he pretends that Seth is a dead person and he's like, Sigh, this is Sigh, Sigh dead. <laughs> we put a kimono on Seth. <laughs> <laughs> we need dark glasses. 
So, so Wu is slowly getting the hint, right? It's, it's not a hundred percent clear, but you white people are so <laughs> crazy anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he, he did pick up that Sai is dead, right? So he, he pulls out uh, a piece of paper and his big charcoal crayon that he has, and he starts drawing a picture because this is what Wu Wu does. So he draws a box, right? And he says, uh, uh, he says, uh, Deadwood, uh, Swenjin, right? And he draws another box that's uh, opposite the first box. And, you know, uh, it says, Wu, Tang Dai. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, woo, hang die. <laughs> Swedge and hang die. Yeah. Her blind people glasses. <laughs> he points to the second box again. Sigh, dead, woo. He's trying to get a point across. He's trying to trying to get you to understand what he's trying to say. Uh, no, you can't have the body yet. <laughs> you uh, him? I, I would read him at this point. Can we just? Pin this whole thing on you and be done with it. Read, <laughs> read him. Read yeah, a person. With sharp. With well, sharp. What, what am I reading though? Like what? You're trying to understand Wu. So if you roll well, then Steven has to tell you what the fuck Wu is trying to say. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Nutty. <laughs> Savior of the of the podcast. Uh, I rolled a seven plus one bonuses plus one. There you go. Eight. eight. So eight. What does that mean? All right. Um, what, do I ha- so, what do I have to roll? So you already you already rolled, right? You got no, yeah, but eight. what what was I aiming for? You were trying to a hit is anything above seven, so you got a hit. Right? Okay, cool. All right, so um, your choices. You pick one of these choices. Um, is the character telling the truth? Right. What is the character really feeling? What does the character intend to do? What does the character wish uh, that you'd do? And how could I get the character to blank? And it's kind of open-ended. So what what kind of question do you want me to answer as a GM? Well, I want you to explain the map and what the boxes are. <laughs> All right. <that's- laughs> so you extrapolate and come up with the best scenario. So as soon as Wu realized that Sai's place is now vacant, Sai, uh, Wu is interested in that uh, establishment. Oh. He would like to take over the Bell Union. <laughs> uh, we can't have Chinese people taking uh, prime real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Hang die, Swenjin. Wu, Hang die. Uh, yeah, yeah, but no. Sorry. And then I go over to Al and I, I say, Al, think of the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Wu is kind of kind of depressed that uh, you denied him this this boon after all the you know dead bodies that his his pigs has eaten uh, for your benefit, and uh, you know he he thought he was big man. Uh, he he brought his hair. He brought 150 cocksuckers from Custer City uh, to help you uh, against Hearst, and he's just 
he he storms out like you've never seen Wu so angry. He just storms out and you know goes back out out the back, you know, back to his alley. Quick, Trixie, distract him with your breasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. He's gone. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then I just like, uh, just my, my, uh, except, except. <laughs> you're, you're all exempt. <laughs> you're all exempt. All right. <clears throat> so at this point, uh, you know, that, that concludes like act one of the session. Uh, if you guys want to take a break and bio break or and get some, some food this would can we be can time. we recap what happened though <laughs> you want to do that now <clears throat> yeah before we take a break all right so, what happened <laughs> please enlighten me the gm please tell me what happened well it seems like uh Cy Tolliver was found dead in the morning with a gunshot yep. wound to his temple he was taken to the docks by uh, Dan and Harry and um, Davey from the bar and Jane. Uh, and Jane. Uh, they looked at the body. I can't recall what they determined if the gunshot wound was determined to be self-inflicted or not. The dog and hasn't I, had time to look at him yet. He just woke up. Well, that's act two, Steve. That's what has to happen. We have to have, right. <laughs> we have, to have some news about the actual injury. They all reconvened at the gym and decided oh, they got a telegram from Blazanov and which alluded to the fact that Newman from the Hearst Corporation was coming back into town for some sort of payment. Um, and they decided since Sai was dead, they needed more information. And the best way to do that was to pretend that Sai was alive. And, and then they spent 30 minutes, 30 minutes trying to get sunglasses. <laughs> That sounds like a typical episode of Deadwood, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and, and Sheriff Scott or... the sheriff anymore. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> sheriff Bullock lost his job. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And is still kind of standing there waiting for somebody to do something that makes sense. <laughs> or... What kind of bizarre world did I wake up in? <laughs> yeah. Or... um see how these things shake out whether he's going to approach harry i, I know how this um, is going to end or not you know how it's going to end or you don't yeah you seth is going to wake up and have sweat oh thank god that was just a dream <laughs> <laughs> and then his horse explodes <laughs> or was it a dream <laughs> oh, Lord. all right so let's let's take a, a five minute break Okay. Uh, at this point, we'll, we'll reconvene. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So, for those of you watching, we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm going to go get some whiskey. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Show off. All right. I'm back. Hello. For those online who would like to know what I am drinking tonight, it is Flying Dog Horn Dog. It is a barley wine, 10.2 alcohol. So by third act, it will be off the rails, which <laughs> sounds Hold like it's it going to be off the rails anyway. So. Hold it up so we can see the label. 
Oh, that's pretty cool. So what exactly is a barley wine? Barley wine. Well, I don't know if it actually has a good description on this. Definitely not. But um, it's, um, I guess instead of some beers being hoppy, this is mm-hmm. more barley. Oh, okay. But it, it's definitely a beer. Uh, I think they call it horn dog because it has a, a big head. If you poured it into a glass, it would, mm-hmm. it would have a big head to it, like an enormous horn for the horn dog. Um, but yeah, good. I I, uh, I prefer the barley to the hops, so that uh, sounds pretty good. Horn dog, it's a beer then. Yeah. From a brewery. Uh, Flying Dog. That is oh, Delaware yeah. beer? Yeah, it's Delaware. Delaware. So regional. Yeah. Not quite local, but regional. We have Flying Dog out here. <clears throat> so I need to decide if I'm going to start with the Fireball. Or start with the Classic Bullet. Well, you always end with the Fireball. Right, and whether you start <laughs> with the fireball or not, that's where you that's end. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't have that much left, so I mean, it's uh, it's too sweet for me. I can't I love do it. fireball. It's so smooth. It's so yum, and it reminds me of PG. Oh, so it's a good thing. It's not a sad thing. Yeah. Uh. I have I so much booze in my house, my apartment. <laughs> I don't drink often, but anytime uh, my husband's trying to convince me to drink, all he has to do is go, because PG, and I'm like, oh, fuck you, that's not fair. <laughs> then I have to. I just, just uh... <clears throat> All right, I will start with the bullet then, oh. which is uh, quite good. It, it, they changed the spelling of it. It's now boulet. But whatever, it's bullet. So um, the guy who owns the company, Tom Bullet, yeah. actually came to my work um, a couple months ago. Oh yeah. Um, and um, we interviewed him, and talked to him, and I had a, the briefest of opportunities or moments to kind of go up to him because he we referenced like how his product was. He mentioned Deadwood at some point. Mm. And I went up to him like, I'm such a huge Deadwood fan. Like, I have a podcast about Deadwood. And I wanted to ask you, um, there's a scene in the Number 10 Saloon yep. where Steve the Drunk is is drinking from, oh, he's got a bottle of Bullet. But is that bottle anachronistic? Or is that, because it looks so contemporary, because it looks exactly like the kind of bottle that's on the shelves of our stores. So mm. is that... But what was going on there? And he said, well, we don't know what the, the bullet would have looked like back then, but it probably would have been in a bottle that looked like very similar to that, kind of a, a medicine bottle. Yeah. It would have been a, a glass bottle that looked a lot like that. So he's like, yeah, it, it probably was a contemporary bottle, but our, contem- our, our bottles that we use today are made to look exactly kind of like that. So... It fit. So I was like, oh, thank you for answering that question. That's awesome. So uh, did he explain to you why they changed the name? Um, We didn't get into that. Because when I started drinking it, it was Bullet. 
Like without the eye? Yeah, without the eye. Well, his, I mean, his name is, has the eye in it, so. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they decided they were going to call it Bullet after then he was like, no, let's actually make it my surname. That might make sense. Okay. And he's uh, a really cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I do know that the this company had a break in production. Uh that the it had been an old uh distillery and then it was brought back. So I, I don't know what all that story is, but that's kind of mm. cool. Um I am drinking the rye, not the bourbon, because bourbon tastes like ass. Uh, <laughs> just all and, bourbon? Yeah, all bourbon tastes like ass. Oh um, wow! To me, I, I I have a, a strong distaste for bourbon, but uh, I like the rye because it is ninety five percent rye, whereas a lot of modern rye is actually corn. You get that cool noise. Mm. So I like bourbon and ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Other bourbons too. Are we all back? I grew up with good bourbon in my house and did not like. Uh, well, we got a mat back. I mean, we have two mats back. You can. Uh, Do we have a mail? I think I'm I see her hair. To, her big hair is there. For a sec, because I forgot I had something today. I just didn't get around to doing it because we were out this afternoon. But uh, do you guys okay. mind if I like if Trixie just disappears for a moment? She, she goes to fuck Sal. Sal. Yeah, she, she got to pissed fuck. off and stormed out. Okay. <laughs> okay. She, Okay, excuse me while I go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> vote whore. Vote whore. Hashtag vote whore. That She's good at her job. in the title of the episode, by the way. So, cheers. 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 My The tumbler I'm drinking out of says the gem saloon on it, and then when I tip it up to drink from it, and the bottom of it, the base of it says Deadwood. It's from the HBO shop. That's really cool, <clears throat> and now I kind of wish you were on camera <laughs> so I could see it. Uh, what I am drinking out of is uh, a mini beaker because our drink stuff are all laboratory related. <laughs> Not dead with themed at all. I, I had a dream that the HBO shop was like put out of business. Oh no. <laughs> That was what my you dream. Your house with. I was like, "What? That's so weird and random." Ooh, oh, that's a nice burn. <laughs> oh, is Carol back? I'm back. Yay! When I got disconnected. Oh, we didn't even notice you got disconnected. We all just went for pee breaks and drink breaks. No, I've been, I've been back, but then all of a sudden everybody froze, and I had to rejoin the call. Oh. And I was starting to send you guys a message. Did I lose all of you or what? Well, welcome back. Thank you. All right. So uh, for GM note, um, Trixie the whore is not online at the moment. So um, Matt, a, uh, Matt H, let me know when, when Mel is back. Okay. So I can include her. You should okay. notice the hair. I have a I have a student in my uh, Aikido class that I teach that he's like one of those kids that has the hair in his face, mm. and so I just called right. him hair for a while 
And then he started tying it up like a samurai. And I was like, oh, that looks really good. And then I started using his name and he goes, what happened to hair? I'm like, oh, would you prefer that? Yeah, I kind of liked it. Okay, your hair. <laughs> All right. So it is now the afternoon of the same day, right? <clears throat> and right off the bat, we're going to get a visit from the doc. The doc has um, uh, completed his investigation of uh, fuck you, sorry. And uh, <laughs> Uh, he goes to the gym. So he, he walks into the gym and he's there to see Al and whoever is milling about there. Right. There's still a, a collection of people. I'm there. Obviously you're there. So right. As the doc is walking in, uh, Jane's walking in with a bunch of stuff under her arm. And she's like, Hey doc, I got the, well, I got supplies for the, the, the performance tonight. <laughs> oh, that was some good fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Damn, Trixie. Trixie, you're fast. <laughs> Make a lot of money. <laughs> you doing pro bono fucking? Oh, you went to yes. all. Yes, I don't share. I don't, oh. I don't share this. Joni's Joni's house. Pardon? I said, you you just fucked Saul. I mean, come on, you should have come to me and Joni's house. No, the shades out me. It would have been much more fun. And because Al is very uh, crude, he said, "So how did you fucking go?" Well, didn't you hear me exclaim, "My uh"? She was pretty exuberant when she yeah, came in, Al. Fucking... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Al. That wasn't very sensitive of me. <laughs> so, uh... He's over you, Seth woman. Saw, <laughs> Seth saw the doc headed into the gym, and um, he came in after him to find out what the word was. So Jane comes in with the doc, and she throws a giant coat on Al's desk and a big 10-gallon hat. There you go. Found all that crap at Charlie's. <laughs> <laughs> she grabs one of his bottles. I'm going to go over here now, okay? <laughs> nice. Just go, go sit in the corner and start yeah. drinking. <laughs> uh, so the the doc uh, kind of ignores all the um, kind of the stuff getting thrown about and, you know, the things that don't concern him. And he, he says, I've completed my uh, evaluation of uh, fucking Psy. If anyone cares to, cares to know how he died. We already know he shot himself. Uh, unfortunately, that is not the case. Uh, it looks like he got shot by a shotgun, which would be difficult for a man uh, to shoot himself with a shotgun and not leave the weapon behind once he's dead. Wait, he shot himself with a shotgun and we could still see what his face looked like? Uh, That's what I was thinking, too. That's some real tiny shot. It wrapped up the paper. <laughs> didn't and appear to be. Light. Yeah, it, it, it kind of blew upwards. If you wanted me to get into the particulars of it, you know, it, it blew into his temple and upwards, saving his face for <laughs> all you cocksuckers. Preserving his face for all eternity. <laughs> so, so whoever shot him was short. 
or sitting down or something. Maybe he was up on his balcony. <laughs> and and fell. And fell. <laughs> <laughs> fell down and down the street a bit. About a hundred yards and, down the street. Yeah, like the shotgun was so powerful that it propelled him up in the air. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Floated. Wait a minute. He's got a fart balcony too. Al, he's always copying you. <laughs> I assume the shooter was shooting from the hip upwards at his face. With a shotgun. With a shotgun. The intent, the intent was to kill. Or else you would not use a shotgun to blow a man's head off. If that is all that you need from me, <clears throat> I will take my leave. Yeah, you better. <laughs> he, he coughs a couple more times. Oh, no, is there blood in the hanky? <laughs> and heads back out out the back of it, at the back of Jim. And uh, now that uh, Trixie's back from her, her fucking... Uh, <laughs> uh, be nice if uh, Trixie uh, will. I'll say if um, uh, Doc mentions to Trixie, if you would uh, accompany me back to my place, I will give you uh, size um, personals so you can collect that and do whatever the fuck you want with it. What the fuck would I want with size personals? <laughs> Trixie doesn't have anything to do with size. No, but I want Trixie in the scene, so. Kind of that up. <laughs> Whatever, dog. Fine. <laughs> uh, you, Trixie, you might want to wrap that head up. We're gonna put it under that hat. What my head? No size. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pointing at me. Kills, who kills Sigh? And who do we get to thank? <laughs> what? Who do we get to thank for killing Sigh? Oh. Well, that's exactly the the problem here is that we have somebody dead, but we don't really care who did it. We except that we want to shake that person's hand. Uh, <laughs> so, since, so since you're all thinking about it, who who are the uh, the the likely suspects? Who's your um, your, could, your usual suspect list? It could be the fat titted whore at the Bella Union. It could be Con Stapleton. Um, it could be Joni, who is last we left her is just like hiding under like a blank, like hiding in Jane's um, like house, like underneath a Will Wild Bill's blanket. <laughs> For all we know, that could be like a pile of pillows, like resembling Joni. <laughs> it could be Andy Kramed. It could be uh, Andy Jane. Oh yeah, yeah. Andy Kramed. Andy Crame stayed uh six weeks ago, but he has not been seen in Deadwood since. Yeah, yeah he's on a good fight now. <laughs> Wasn't he hanging out? No, that was somebody else. Never mind. Yeah, he did not make an appearance in season three. Um, someone mentioned Con Stapleton. What what yes. would be reasons? Well. Maybe you should well, I mean, Sai uh, was an asshole all around, so it could have been, yeah, could have been anyone. Everybody do we care? That, do we? Do, do we care? <laughs> <laughs> should Does, we go? 
canvas does, or witnesses or whatever. Yeah, does Seth care? I mean, at, at this point, I know Harry's the official sheriff, but uh, it's kind of inept. Uh, and contemplating as to whether he cares or not. <laughs> Should we go um, residence to residence, building to building, and ask for uh, witness statements? <laughs> well, not if we want people to think he's alive. Oh, that's true. That's true. We're we're <laughs> we getting at Bernie's. Did you see a fancy man get shot? We're not going to say who that fancy man you was. Keep, you got to keep the list very small if you're you're going to do any questioning. Seth well, feels like law. You know, the law has been broken and all that good stuff. But when it comes right down to it, Sai was a murderer, a mass murderer, and we got bigger problems coming with Pinkertons and everything. So I'm, I'm not, I've decided I'm not that concerned about Cy, only concerned about him as it applies to what's going on with Pinkertons and what this is going to mean for us. And whether anybody else is on the hit list that was connected with Cy. That's the other trick. All right. Well, I'll tell you, um, so Doc and Trixie go out the back of um, the gym. Uh, and, you know, they, they enter into Chink's Alley and they're heading back to uh, Doc Cochran's. And there's another uh, shooting. You hear two shots this time. Bam, bam, real close by. Um, and, and in fact, Trixie and Doc take cover because uh, it's, it's so close to their to their presence and um uh, cool. what do you what do you do this uh, i have cool minus one <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that you so uh uh james storms out <laughs> i don't know. Her rifle Hide behind the actually no she, she steps out on the balcony cocks her rifle uh you know isn't the balcony facing Main Street? Yes, no, I, I, the balcony I, is facing the front of the building. Oh, it's towards the uh, back. I'm sorry. And I walk towards up the back. back. Yeah, <laughs> I head out and I, I take mean, a gander. As good as dead, anyways. <laughs> I'm behind Seth, Doc. Seth. Um, Seth also ran to the door, took a look around, and if he didn't see anything directly there, he came out. Um, made sure that. Uh, Trixie and Doc, was it? It was Trixie and Doc that went out, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Trixie and Doc are okay. Some, Trixie and Doc are okay, but there is there is a Chinaman who is uh, very badly wounded. He took a shot to the gut, right? And across from him is a Pinkerton. Uh, you can recognize him by his clothing, right? And this is... Uh, um, this particular guy is uh, identified as a uh, Pinkerdick shitster because that's uh, kind of what he does. He stirs up shit around town. In fact, this is the one that uh, gave um, Samuel Fields hell when he went to vote for Bullock uh, at the elections. You know, oh, the guy, I th- the guy I thought was uh, from Twin Peaks, but was not that guy. Yeah, th- this was the one making monkey noises at, uh, at uh, Mr. Fields there. I-, I call him not Dana Ashbrook. <laughs> so, um, uh, 
Pinkerdick Shitster also took a uh, a shot. He he's been wounded in the leg, but it's um uh, it's more of a flesh wound. But they're they're both on the ground. Both uh, both uh, battlees combatants are on the ground, uh, writhing in pain. Is it obvious that they shot each other? Yes, it it, it looks like it, this was some kind of uh, duel that went on, or impromptu um, uh, fight where they both pulled out weapons and shot each other. Uh, and it looks like Pinkerdick Schitzer uh, uh, has won won the battle, but maybe not the war. So, uh, so Doc. Uh... Doc rushes over to assist. Um, uh, he, he assists the Chinaman because uh, the Chinaman looks the the most severely wounded. Does anyone want to respond? Yeah. So uh, uh, Jane walks over and stands uh, between Doc and the the Chinaman, and uh, it feels really weird saying that. Um, and uh, <laughs> Pinkerton, and she's got her rifle on the Pinkerton. And she's like, what the "Fuck was that?" Well, the uh, uh, Schitzer, uh he looks at Doc treating um, his opponent there, and he, he, he curses at the Doc. He's, he demands to be treated before the uh, Almanide Celestial. Yeah. And uh, he's holding a, a copy of the Black Hills Daily with the article titled, uh, 500 Chinese are daily expected to arrive at Cheyenne en route to the hills. So he he came he came with a kind of a, a purpose. At that point, Trixie rips a part of her dress and goes over to the Chinaman. <laughs> the dog. Does he have any sunglasses on him? By the way, check for the sunglasses. <laughs> check the dying Chinaman for sunglasses. Uh, I, I, yes. I checked his pockets. Is he a blind he, Chinaman? I pat him he down. Has sunglasses. It, it is afternoon. He... he is wearing sunglasses. Finally. <laughs> I take them and I put them on. <laughs> and I still, I keep, I keep like, like, try, like, pushing on his wound and stuff. I, I, I do help him. Oh, you do help. Do you? Do you? <laughs> yeah, and just thank you. And then <laughs> Kate is just like watching this spectacle, and she's like, "Notice that? You notice that? What's going on there? That doc? He treats people who are wounded." And his lives are in danger. And yours ain't in that much danger right now. I I, I got I weapon am, trained on you. I am wounded. I am bleeding out. And I am white. That gives me entitlement over this yellow fella over here. You are wounded. You are bleeding out. And you are cocksucker. <laughs> Do you know what that tells me? And she walks a little bit closer, keeping her barrel right on him. That tells me if you don't start telling us what the fuck you're doing and why you're shooting people in our fucking town. Well, I think I might send this guy home with a little doggy bag. Doggy bag? Yeah, for, for the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> when Jane has to explain herself. <laughs> <laughs> Seth is still wondering where Harry is. Why doesn't Seth do something of his like own accord? <laughs> well, he came out and he checked things out, but uh, as far as you know, I've just realized that Seth is the dullest character on the show. <laughs> you just yeah, realized this? Oh, I realized it a long time ago. 
Uh, a lot of it is because oh. I was thinking about it. It's like there's no close-ups on a podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's basically yeah. what's happening with Seth. Is he, it's close-up, Seth looks like he smelled a fart. Close-up, Seth looks like <laughs> he smelled a fart. Well, see, you know, to, to play Alice Waringen, you just don't want to be bothered by anything. <laughs> you just want to be <laughs> like left alone and let people make money for you. Right. Now, I mean, Seth came outside. He he is checking out this situation. I mean, it seems pretty obvious what happened. Uh, now the now it's a matter of is there a crowd gathering? Is there a crowd gathering? But he's not the sheriff. No, he's not. And stakes are pretty low because Cy Tolliver was killed. Who cares? Well, right. I will tell you that now, um, it's a Chinese uh, person who cares. There is uh, a crowd to... gathering. Okay. On, on one side, gathering. it's uh, a bunch of Chinese with rifles on one side, and there's a group of Pinkertons that are that have remained in town at, even after Hearst left. Um, they're coming to see what the commotion was was uh, as well. So now you have two, you know, essentially two armed gangs facing off in Chinese or you know Chinks Alley, mm. and oh, right in the middle Pinkerton. of it. Is is you guys? Yep. I hate those Pinkertons so much. <clears throat> Cocksucker Pinkertons. So now, now sheriff, what, uh, or what should I do, Al? Uh, you want me to do yeah. anything? Uh, you should roll your dice in some way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's lots of dice in this establishment. Uh, you should find the lead Pinkerton because there is a lead Pinkerton, and you should uh, interrogate him. All right, okay. so uh, while while this is going on, Jane reaches and she she grabs the the Pinkerton that's bleeding out, and she's like, "You know what? Sheriff's not around, but I know where the jail is. I'm taking you to Charlie's. Doc, when you're done with that one, you come take care of this guy." Uh, she starts dragging so him off. You're gonna seize something by force, so I'm gonna make yep. you roll a um, seize by force grit. But I don't have to do grit because I do it because it's a you do an it aggro, cool. right? Yep. So I use cool. So seven. So that is a ten. Ten. All right. Yeah. On a ten, you choose uh, one or uh, three of the four. So you take definite hold of him. Uh, you suffer little harm. You inflict terrible harm. You impress, dismay, or frighten your enemy. Which of th- the three of those four, would you like to choose? Which Wait, so which one do you again? not choose? Yeah. Uh, you take definite hold of the Pinkerton, right? Mm-hmm. You suffer little harm. That might be important. Mm-hmm. You inflict terrible harm on the Pinkerton. Uh, you impress, dismay, or frighten your enemy, which can be the, the mob of Pinkerton. I am going to impress and dismay the enemy. That's one. You get three. Choose three of those. Oh, four and I those. definitely take hold. And you uh, take hold. I suffer little harm. You suffer little farm. Okay. Farm. All right. And- <clears throat> little farm. Because if I don't check choose, uh, I suffer little harm. Uh, I'm going to suffer a lot, right? You're, you're going to suffer. <laughs> so you you grab um, grab the Pinkerton yep. by the arm. Yep. And you're just drag them away through the crowd. The 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 horde of Pinkertons um, kind of let you go. They're they're kind of you know this is uh, 
this is Calamity Jane after a way. You know, she's famous for for being a, a rough. So they, they kind of let you go, but there's still the confrontation. Once you left, there's still the confrontation of uh, the Pinkertons versus the Chinese yep. in this alley. Yep. All right. So you've removed yourself from the situation. <laughs> the rest of you got to deal with it. Yeah, Seth took out his uh, his coat when uh, when Calamity Jane grabbed a hold of the Pinkerton to keep anybody from threatening her. Um, but uh, once she's clear, there's this crowd to deal with. That's right. Uh, rising tensions between the two gangs. What is what are the crowds doing at this point? They're they're name calling, they're chanting back and forth. Of course, the Chinese are chanting in Chinese, and you know the the Pinkertons don't understand what, what it is they're saying, and they're you know cursing back likewise. Um, and they're it's it's becoming coming more and more hostile as Doc is furiously trying to work on you know this gut wound, um, and this 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 Chinaman that was shot. Um, no more than a than a boy, really. I mean, he's in his probably is a teenager. Um, oh, that's sad. I, yeah, it's a, and he's he's just he's wailing away. So and emotions are charged. His, his glasses have been stolen. Glasses. That was that's what he's most pissed about is the glasses. But I mean, <laughs> the bullet wound uh, to the to the gut is secondary to the glasses stealing. <laughs> Can I uh, read the, the charge situation uh, and look at the Pinkertons and tell which enemy is the biggest threat so I can see who the boss is? Yes, you may. <laughs> oh, that's clever. Oh, man. I only got a four. Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Can I, help can I help Dan as well? You well, can... I was going to say, I'm standing there and uh, as far as looking at who the boss is, I got an eight. Plus, two. plus, what would that be? Plus, seven. I got uh, a sharp. I got a seven. I got a seven. Yep. Okay, so that's a nine. I got a nine. Oh, you right. got a nine. Okay, go ahead. Are you doing so the you same thing? You, you get yeah. to ask one of the following questions: What is my best escape route? Right. Uh, which enemy is most vulnerable? Which enemy is the biggest threat? That's probably. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. the one. Um, yeah. Which enemy is the biggest threat? Yeah. All right, so minus the uh, Pinkerton shitster that um, Jane took away, uh, there is a enforcer, a Pinkerton enforcer, and he's got a, a Winchester rifle, and he is aiming it at the crowd. Like, he is, like, no shit about to, to pull the trigger just into the crowd of Chinamen. Okay. By the way, what's the distance between the two groups oh it, it is it is close it's it's you know uh 10 feet i mean it is yeah, it, yeah it, really close. Is, it, it's okay. a bubble where doc is trying to operate and seth is standing over him right <laughs> and uh, trixie's there uh, uh pulling off clothing maybe yeah <laughs> 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 <I'm with> trixie <laughs> trixie what are you doing 
Uh, so I'm pulling off clothing off of other clothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, though no, she put in on clothing, she took clothing off of the other man. Yes, okay. The the dying boy. You know, she took clothing off. That counts, right? Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> Seth With your, goes over. Yeah, go ahead. Seth, Seth goes over, goes straight up to the uh, the biggest threat, the guy with the Winchester rifle. Yeah. And tells him he needs to put his rifle down. Uh, I walk the, over to him. I'm like, uh, hey, Seth, Al wants to talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so does Seth, Seth just keeps staring at the guy right in the face? Has he? Uh, does he have his weapon out? Does Seth have his weapon out, or is he just, you know, just staring Seth's, him down? Seth still has his weapon in his hand, right. but he's mostly staring him down. Is he? <laughs> is he enraged at this point? Can is is that the impression that Seth is coming across? Have you gone aggro? <laughs> Do you want to use battlefield instincts to um, indulge in your vices, which I, I imagine is just rage, just like un, uncapped rage? His vices is uh, fucking Alma. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got a couple vices. One of them is rage. Um, yeah, let's go with battlefield instincts. All right. So I need to roll plus grit. Plus grit. Ah, wait a minute, Mike. There we go. Uh, wouldn't you know it? It's like I've been rolling really high, and now I roll low. Um, plus grit. Uh, plus grit. Um. Yeah, it's only uh, uh, seven. Seven, seven, still a hit, right? Okay. So this is your chance to pontificate in brief or in full about the nature and the truth of things, right? And yeah. this uh, enforcer guy, because you rolled a hit, right, will take the hint um, at what's been vexing you. So this is your time to do your milch speak and give give a give a. Uh, fuck you to the crowd and make the crowd disperse. So go ahead. No matter what you do, you're going to end up looking like a pussy. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe Carol just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Isolate it. Isolate isolate that that audio. (laughs) Keep going, Carol. More gold. Sorry, you guys have me laughing. <laughs> Carol didn't say it. Seth did. That's right. Seth said it. You can you can shoot up a whole uh, row of Chinamen, and it's not going to make you look like like a man. So you should just put down your gun. Everybody, back off. We've got some. See those Chinamen over there? They're going to whip through your crowd, and you're going to look like, like, well, you're, <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> she can't say it again. I could, but I, it's redundant. <laughs> I know that this is a redundant show, but it's hard to it's hard to be redundant. Anyway, um, 
So they're going to whip through your group and you're going, and what are you going to be dying for? You're going to be dying for Hearst. He's not paying you enough to die at the hands of a bunch of Chinamen. Put down the gun. And okay. disperse. So the uh, the enforcer, the Pinkerton enforcer, gets the hint, right? Uh, he puts down the his gun, and uh, he he looks you all serious in the eye and says, "This ain't over, cocksucker." And he, you know, he and his uh, group, his gang, kind of back away slowly, you know, walking backwards. So they they keep their eyes on you uh, as as they disperse. I really wish um, I. Could had some time to do some real milf speech because that yeah. was so lame but oh well <laughs> put you on the spot sorry about I that know. no no that's okay i just i just wish i wasn't so lame anyway, that's why it gives you any eloquent speeches it really gives you an appreciation for the dialogue on this show because it's so difficult yeah flamboyant you know mm-hmm. yeah, you can't just do remember. it spontaneously yeah, it's a man of very little words, and uh, everybody got to hear Carol say "pussy," so we're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as as the Pinkertons uh, disperse, right, the 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 Chinamen they they kind of cool down, they they settle down in their their shouting, cursing, right. But at, at the same time, uh, Doc uh, has been working on this kid kind of kind of gives up uh, and says uh he's he's too far gone from for my hands and uh he's he's dead and at that point he kind of s- slowly stands up and backs away from the body um there's there's no more that he can do you know he's he's a veteran of so many gut shots uh, has seen that in the, in the civil war and he knows that um uh the, the boy is dead and the the Chinese kind of come in and collect collect the boy and uh, take him back back down to China Alley um, and it's it's very you know kind of somber sad even though you know Seth was all um, badass moment uh, it was kind of um, the the end of it just kind of bittersweet. Trixie sheds a tear, but you can't see it because she's wearing his sunglasses. Wearing the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to the mark on your character sheet that you now have sunglasses as uh, part of your whore gear. Whore <laughs> <laughs> gear. I have the whore coolest gear. whore. Long, gorgeous coat. Oh, oh yeah. I look like Neo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Actually, it says under fancy gear, eyeglasses. I know, but I didn't pick that. I picked Richardson. Which Richardson? Where are you? <laughs> so, uh, by the way, I did a quick Google search of uh, what uh, dark glasses in the old west would look like, and they'd be those cool octagon-looking ones that would either loop over your ears or you'd use a strap. Mm-hmm. To give you an idea, it might be green, red, or blue glass in them. Sounds good. Yeah. So, what do they look like? I can get you a picture. Hang on. So we got uh we got Doc shuffles back to his uh cabin, right? Um 
we we have Jane who manhandled um, a Pinkerton, uh, the Pinkerdick shitster, back to uh, Utters, right? Who's following Jane at this point? Who's going to Utters? Uh, well, Jane's just dragged um, the Pinkerton. I don't know if anyone's following her. I'm just going back to Al until he tells me what to do. Sure. Because um, at at Utters is where the jail is. So, right. I'm just I'm uh, going to follow the kid's um, body down to make sure that there aren't any more incidents. Actually, until the kid is wherever they're taking him, wait, and then wait. head over to the to uh, Calamity Jane. I got a thing I was supposed to do. I was supposed to get the head Pinkerton over to Al. <laughs> so <laughs> the one that was identified as the head Pinkerton earlier, I'm going to follow him and see if I can get him alone. So you go to Utters at that point. You're you're following Jane Utters. Is he going to Utters? Okay. Is are we still? I thought it was the guy who got his shot was going to Utters. Also, yeah. Are... So you're yeah, going you're to talking the... about the guy with the Winchester. You're talking about the guy with the Winchester. Yeah, the right? boss. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's dangerous, but uh, I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> you do have the grenades, so I'm I'm not really that worried. <laughs> Holding a thermal detonator. <laughs> so I put in a uh, messenger conversation. I uh, like what those. They, yeah. they probably match my coat. Um. <laughs> hmm. Let me take a look. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, very fun. For those of you listening, Nutty has just posted an image of um, sunglasses, octagon octagon sunglasses. Yeah, amazing. I love them. Um, Messenger. Yeah. Um, I love how this is the most important detail, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. It's very important. A whore's look is very important. Um. All right, so while this is happening in the rear of the gym, we have E.B. Farnham coming in through the front of the gym, and he's he's yelling, Al, Al. And? Is Dan there? Yeah, is Al. Um, and Dan would handle it. Dan is off trying to find that Winchester guy. The enforcer. Mm-hmm. Oh, then uh, Johnny. Johnny, uh, yeah. So Johnny, uh, let me see. Now I'm role playing against myself, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Just send him up to Al, and then you'll be. <laughs> Johnny says he's right upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so Eb knocks on Al's door. Enter. Uh, Al, um, I, I've come into uh, uh, some a little bit of news um, that there's a, uh, uh, a certain establishment um, that is available. Um, uh, you know, and he, he's trying to be coy because he, he knows that Al wants um, the news of size death to be kept uh, on the down low. Uh, but E.B. being E.B., he knows, but he, he doesn't want to say that he knows. E.B. being E.B., right? So he's, there. Uh, there's a certain establishment um, that, that may be uh, available. Um, and um, uh, seeing as Hearst uh, recently um, bought out my hotel, uh, I'm um, uh, kind of free on uh, collecting a, a new establishment. Uh, 
We'll, we'll see. Well, he's certainly taking a long time to get to the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's correct. <laughs> yeah, that, that is correct. Um, I'm sorry. What am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> uh, EB wants uh, the Bella Union. We're playing an RPG. Your Al Swearingen. Your Poor Matt is like, no, I'm Seth. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> See, the thing is, Al, Al likes to be apart from conflict and, and he, he likes to be removed from having to do anything where he's vulnerable. But everybody always comes to Al like to control who might own his competition. We mm. suddenly got a lot of echo. Yeah, we did. But yeah, everybody always does come to Al with all their problems and expect him to kind of, you know, think for them. So he's the unofficial mayor, basically. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he put himself in a position. He wants to run the town. We're still getting echo like crazy. I don't hear it. Really? No. Let's mute ourselves. All right. All right. I've got my headphones on. <laughs> so, yeah, so EB uh, continues his little uh, rant because um, he, he's full of bluster, but doesn't have any backbone to kind of back it up. But he, he's like, I, I heard that Wu approached you earlier um, with um, the, the, the same offer. And uh, I'm I'm offended that um, I was not approached first, um, being that uh, I am um, non-celestial, we'll say, and uh, a, a vital uh, person of the town, being uh, mayor, um, and uh, you know, been doing doing good things for you all this time. Imagine all that with uh, Milch speak over it. It sounds much better. But, and EB yeah. sweat. Yeah, and EB sweat. He's, oh, he's, his hands are so sweaty right now. His palms. Ugh. No, no. Sweaty palms, yeah. no. <laughs> Your floor is getting more moist by the second. You better tell him something so he'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is why we don't allow, allow improv. In this what do? Tell him the fuck off. He's <laughs> supposed to know that, that Sai's dead right now. Sai owns it. Tell him the fuck off. You know, what, what I would like to have happen is that um, Trixie and Dan <laughs> we go to the Bell Union and, okay. and um, do an interview of the various... Um, employees the Bella Union to see if because we know that Mr. Newman who is employed by the Hearst Corporation is going to be coming to Deadwood before he comes to Deadwood I would like some more information so I want to know could anybody at the Bella Union have done anything to have um, exacerbated the situation did, did any sending, of them hit kill, kill uh, Cy Tolliver are you sending Trixie to go do that 
God, I hope, I hope so. Done and done. I'm gone, so I can do it. And you're just well. Getting... What wasn't Trixie going on an errand to collect oh, yeah, size size things? What's going on with that? Let's go to that for now, well, and then I can come back, and then he can send me off on my errand. And we'll just ignore Eb. Eb yeah, spoke, EB, and nobody answered. Stand in the corner for a minute. <laughs> so we'll say you did that. Trixie went back to Doc's. Okay. Right, collected um, size things. For okay. whatever reason, right? Uh, is back at the um, uh, what do I gym. have? What are uh, those ye- things? Anything of use? Is there a Hawaiian shirt in there? <laughs> I will tell you, there is no deed to the Bella Union, which would be oh. really useful in this situation. Why? Um, because that, yeah, everyone wants it and no one can find it. So, what is in his uh, possessions? Uh, it's uh, the last few bucks that he had on him. Um, so, so he has money on him. So it wasn't, you know, a robbery. We'll, we'll say. Um, and then you collect his derringer, which is not the murder weapon. Okay. Um, and that's really all that he had on him. Can I check his pockets to m- make sure if is there like a lawyer's business card in there? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. No, Simon no seems like the kind of guy who would have a safe. Yeah. Didn't no he keys. have a safe? No keys on him or anything? He had a safe. No, no keys on him. Okay. All right, I head back to the, uh, the, the gym. All right, so now Al can tell him. Yes, and then Al sends me out again. Right, Al? So- yes, he did. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay, Al. All right, so Trixie heads off to the Bell Union. What do you tell uh, EB? EB's still standing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you in your sweaty palms. I'm gonna be- okay. Um, Let Al say something to EB. EB's waiting for an answer. Just w- wait, wait, EB. I'm going like. Right, like she she's being sent off. Yeah. Like obviously, Al just told Trixie, like go scout out whatever's going on at the Bella Union, right? right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like paralyzed with fear, of Matt. <laughs> like paralyzed with the uh, performance anxiety. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Eb can feel that uh, Al is not ready to handle this shit. Right now, so EB slowly backs out of his office and you know, kind of says, "We'll we'll we'll talk later when 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 you're uh, you're more rested and up to it." Thank, thanks, Al, and kind of scurries back uh, to Richardson. No, 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 Richardson is with me. <laughs> so what is EB going to come with me to the belly Union? <laughs> Do you want EB to follow you to the belly Union? I tell EB to get the fuck out of my way. And then e- I tell him that I'm going to borrow Richardson for an hour. <laughs> EB looks to protest against that, but then second guesses himself and goes back to his hotel. Yeah. So I get Richardson to join me at the Bell Union. Yes. So the Bell Union um, has no activity. Uh, there's, there's still some whores uh, standing about. I don't know why. Um, yeah, because there's there's really no one, no patrons 
um, that have entered the place. In fact, the, the place looks rather dead, pun intended, right? Um, so you, you got some horrors lying around, including uh, Janine. Janine, right? Mm-hmm. She's, she's there. Uh, you got Con Stapleton, who's kind of there. He's he's been in his drinks, so you know he's he's half lucid. Um, he would be the equivalent of Leon being you know high, uh, but with alcohol instead of uh, dope. Um, but they're they're all there, just standing around, okay. kind of listless without their leader. Any of you motherfuckers seen? Uh, so, yes, any of you motherfuckers <laughs> seen? Well, I'll just go up to Jinininininin uh, and uh, say, hey, because she should probably know that, you know, she was Sai's favorite whore. I mean, word gets around. <laughs> hey, Jinininininin. Uh, oh, I mean, Janine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're uh, we're looking for uh, a piece of uh, paper right now. Um, do you uh, I, I, do you know like where uh, Sai usually keeps his uh, files? Uh, they would be in his office, I suppose. Oh, and wow. His office is on the first floor, back behind. Um, do you it, like? Are they locked up? His office isn't locked. Are his papers locked? Do you want to come with me? Let's go. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of leave Richardson to kind of guard the uh, entrance to the office. <laughs> with his antlers. <laughs> All right. As so, we uh, go into the office. And what do we see? An office. <laughs> so this is um, an office slash bedroom right there's a bed that's where Sai's been holding up um with his own gut wound uh, all season long and um it's, it's really a mess there's papers everywhere they're strewn about it's good it's good to take some uh digging through um i show but- my boobs to the papers <laughs> <laughs> so oh i will say uh as a uh former employee of the bank Yes. You probably know what a bill of sale looks like, a Ooh. deed looks like. Okay. So you you're probably the best one to be searching through these papers. Should I be should I be rolling for anything or um, not yet? Let let's come back to that. All right. Okay. Okay. So you're you're at the Bell Union. I got you there. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. I got let's because I really want to see how this plays out. Dan versus the enforcer. Dan, what what are you doing with this enforcer that you're stalking <laughs> him until he's alone? Do I find him alone at any point? Um so yeah, if, if he uh he goes I don't even know where he goes. Where where do these Pinkertons hang out? Um um he goes Around Shaughnessy's, kind of back alley of Shaughnessy's, and kind of just mills about. So if you want to intercept him there. Okay, go. I, cor- I corner him somewhere alone. <clears throat> hey. You, you're Pinkerton, right? <laughs> uh, depends on who's asking, and he brandishes his um, his Winchester rifle. Yeah, I'd say you're Pinkerton. <laughs> 
my boss wants a word with you. Uh, would your boss be Al Swearingen, the no good cocksucker? Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you might say that is correct. Are you coming with me easily, or we're gonna make this hard? Let's make this hard. Ooh. And he he he, ri- uh, he raises his weapon up to, to give you give a, a shot. So if you want to go aggro at this point, I do. Now would be the time. So do I roll? Yeah, you do. Take those dice. I got an eight plus three. Oh, oof! That's a hit. That's, that's a hit in some. <laughs> All right. It's great. Uh, right? Wait. Yeah. yeah that's it's great. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I got eleven. Oh, let's see. So I have to choose whether oh, on a ten you choose force your hand and suck it up or cave to do what you want. Uh, I, so, I to go ahead. in order to uh, go aggro, I hold up the black powder grenade. <laughs> I will shove this so far down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in that case, I'm going to cave and do what you want. Right? Wise choice. <laughs> All right, so we walk together back to Al's. Do Do you take his weapon from him? I do. All right, I, I won't make you roll for that. You, you do it. All right, that was, a, that was a life-saving roll. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It could have been so bad. All right. Um, so, where else are we at? Um, so I feel so bad for Al that people keep congregating where he's trying to work. <laughs> You're the boss of the town. Uh, fuck right off. His responsibility. So I I believe from um, Seth from the sheriff, right? You you're not doing any kind of uh, investigating. Um, you just kind of size dead. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at. <laughs> well, the only the only investigating I'm interested in is whether whoever killed Sai, it's more why they killed him than anything else. Is this going to have repercussions? Is this part of the Pinkerton thing? Is this going to cause... Is whoever killed him, do they have a hit list? Um, you know, that kind of thing. So I am interested in who killed him, but I'm not all that rabid about <laughs> bringing someone to justice. Because I, I know there's a Pinkerton uh, shitster over at Charlie Utter's... Um... Uh, well, jail. That's, that's where I was headed after. First, I wanted to make sure there was no more trouble with yeah. the Chinese. Uh, right. No more trouble there. No more trouble there. So I went with them to bring the kid to, I assume, to his his home or what he's been calling his home. Right. Or wherever they were taking him. And then I headed over to uh, Charlie Utter's to uh, see about this Pinkerton. All right. Do you want to interrogate this man? Yeah, that would be a good idea. (laughs) That is exactly... I also wanted to see if he was still alive. 
<laughs> you, you thought Jane might have uh, killed him or he would have succumbed to his wound, his flesh wound to the leg? Well, was it a flesh wound or, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a flesh wound. He was he was crying for, for hardly anything. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, whether he made it all the way to others without without uh, succumbing to somebody's anger. Right. Um, all right, so... I guess I get to Utters at this point. Uh, what do I see when I go in there? So he's locked in uh, the jail, right? And presumably Jane's still standing by. Um, Utter can be there as well, right? So now you, you've got um, you being, you know, sheriff or former sheriff of the town. Your your gang, right? You know, your character sheet lists a gang, right? Your gang basically consists of Charlie Utter, um, Saul Star um, at, at, at times, right? You've got, uh, mm-hmm. could be Jane, Clamity Jane, right? She she has connections with others. Right. She could be persuaded. Um, she's in that situation where Dan um, with Al, right? She's a player character, so you'd have to kind of convince her uh, to follow you. Uh, and you also have Harry Manning, who's kind of just shuffling behind you, um, trying to learn oh, learn the ways. He's, he's shown up. He's caught up at this point. That's right. So uh, your whole gang is right Tony. there in uh, Charlie Utters at this point. Wait a minute. Right. Who let him out of the flutter floating patio? Who let him out? What was that? I missed it. Who let him out of the farting patio? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so, <clears throat> uh, I look at Harry and I realize he just isn't going to do anything. And I've just, I've, you know, had it with him. So, um, I go over, I ask Calamity Jane if, this guy has said anything of value since uh, since she brought him over That's here? a good question. I've been off camera. So, is <laughs> anything different? <laughs> Big pardon? What? what was that? Well, I'm, I'm speaking to the master of ceremonies here because I've been off camera. Has anything happened since I brought him into jail? So, no, this, this is the scene uh, reintroducing um, him. He's sitting in the jail cell. And around him are um, uh, Seth Bullock, the sheriff, or former sheriff, Harry Manning, who's kind of following him along. Uh, Charlie Utter's there. Uh, Saul Starr is also there because he's kind of interested in uh, Seth and company, right? And Jane, yourself, is there. So you got got those five and uh, one prisoner. Yeah. My question is, in the time that's passed, because Jane came earlier, and locked him up. Oh, he didn't say a fucking there. thing. Okay. All right. He you. didn't say a fucking thing. Fucking thing. He won't talk to me. <clears throat> As he, yeah, could have made up whatever you wanted before you asked him. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Sure, All right. He didn't say anything. Nope. So, um, what's your name, fella? <laughs> as far as you're concerned... Pinker Dick's Shitsters, all I'm going by. All right, Mr. Shitster. <laughs> Can you tell me what you were doing out of 
Yeah, no problem. I'll, you know, these, uh, these Chinese, they come in to, uh, to town, uh, you know, and I got a problem with it. Um, and I was, I was questioning that young Chinaman of, uh, where he come from and for what, what for, and he goes and tries to shoot me. And, uh, I, in self-defense, I shot back. So he, he went, uh, basically they had an argument and he's claiming that the Chinese fellow shot first. That's right. And I would like to see you produce a witness that, uh, is of, uh, uh, acceptable color, of course, that would deny me that, that answer. You know, what's funny. You're not in charge here. Are you? Did you notice the other day when voting was happening? Color doesn't matter in this territory on who votes. So it doesn't matter on who witnesses. Is that right, Mr. Bullock? Drinking still. Hey there. (laughs) Did anything happen while I passed out and was... uh... Yes, we had no idea you were gone. I just asked you a question. And you come back and you go, hey there. <laughs> so it's interesting that you bring up uh, the elections, right? Because well, I believe on, on. So, that. So, Carol, what happened was yes, uh, basically uh, the guy said that the Chinese guy, they were having an argument. Chinese guy shot first, and so he shot him back. And uh, he said, I would like to see you produce someone, uh, a, a verifiable witness that would say otherwise of the right color, of course. And so Jane mouthed off and said, uh, you know, color, if you notice, uh, any color can vote here in Deadwood and, uh, 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 you know, you're, you're not in charge. And then I said, in that right, Mr. Bullock. Absolutely. Now... <laughs> yeah so it would have been nice Quick if I, point. I heard you say is that right Mr. Bullock and just said yes um, <laughs> but it was great you're like you go back and you're like hey <laughs> hey what did I miss we um, are also taciturn yes yes incredibly taciturn so what were you arguing about uh, I was uh, on that street I was questioning him over uh, his his presence here in Deadwood, because uh, last time I checked, this was a mining town, and he, you know, boy, his age didn't look like he was doing any mining. And uh, as I work for, uh, as I work for uh, George Hurst, the uh, great entrepreneur and miner himself, um, I have a, a reason to be in town. Whereas uh, I don't think he does. Actually, you have a reason to be out at a mine. <laughs> See, I I overlook uh, George Hurst's uh, dealings in town. So, um, yeah, in town is where I belong. Okay, so Al ah. Swearingen steps off his balcony finally, and he says, <laughs> "Good God, this is taking forever." <laughs> Al Swearingen has no patience for um, 
the whys and what fors of the uh, political machinations of various mining operations. <laughs> and he says, um, this is just, um, uh, frankly, this is taking too long. Um, although it's, <laughs> he is, he is ready to, to, um, to call quits. He, he, he needs a whore to crawl into his bed. <laughs> And uh, he, he wants to fuck that whore and give a very long monologue to that whore and say goodnight. Well, she's giving him a blowjob. Oh, it goes without saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Which is honestly Deadwood in a nutshell, which is a lot of politics and a lot of uh, monologuing and very little action actually happening. Yeah. You want to speed this up? Is that, uh, is that what you're trying to say? I'm not saying that there couldn't be a part two to this, whatever, whatever happened in the last uh, hour, but we do need to end it. Uh, you want uh, 30 minutes? No, I wanted it immediately. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's quarter of eight. Because and, I'm uh, seeing Matt and Mel, like, I don't know, crocheting well, or some weird no, thing that they're doing. I'm still listening. I don't think that's unusual. No, we're no, all listening. We can't We're see them most of the time on the yeah, podcast, yeah. but I have a feeling that they're doing all kinds of stuff every oh, time yeah. we're together. All sorts of freaky stuff. No, they're um, they're listening. I'm listening. I'm also I I drank a, half a bottle of whiskey, which in retrospect yeah, maybe I should not have. Yeah, ah, that's what we're where we are. Okay, I get it. How many well, and just an FYI, I only waited four hours for this, so. Uh, uh, I have it's a hard like, out at eight. It's All hard. Right. Well, uh, it's hard that's to fine. It's hard to like control the amount of time that you, like yeah. uh, role playing game will. How take. about well? I mean, she's got a, a hard out at eight. It's seven forty five right now. Can, um, Matt, can you last another fifteen minutes and we yes. just wrap this up? All right. All right. Why don't we do that? And, and I'm not saying that we can't continue at some point and and sort of provide a resolution yeah. to this. Enrapturing yeah, the line of Cy Tolliver being killed, but we do need to kind of. Well, it's not just Cy Tolliver kind... being killed. I mean, right. we've still got these Pinkertons. Oh fuck, the Chinese Pinkertons! War. Oh. So let's uh, let's cut it in half, right? So I'm, I'm uh, I don't think I can wrap up in 15 minutes. So let's okay. let's end it early, and okay. just say the. Um, uh, so you got um, Trixie at the Bella Union, uh, and she and uh, Richardson. Richardson um, is uh, is uh, uh, Trixie's looking through the um, looking for a deed to the Bella Union, kind of you know, whatever that is. Um, <clears throat> oh, what else we got? We got Dan bringing back Enforcer to uh, the gem uh, for. Um, uh, Al to question, right? You might need to wait a while. I don't think Al's in any condition to uh, interrogate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the sheriff and his uh, gang uh, interrogating the other uh, shitster over at um, Charlie Other's place. Uh, am I missing anyone? Am I missing anyone else? I'm with the sheriff. That's I'm not doing anything because <laughs> I'm Jane. <laughs> Better be drinking at least. Is there anything I could roll to make this guy talk right now so we get yeah. him, get that all out of the way? What can I roll? 
Um, you read a person. Okay. That's fine. Let's see or seduce and manipulate if you're if you're of that persuasion. All right. Um, let's see. That's uh, which one is that? Uh, read a person is uh, sharp. Sharp. Okay. So I've got a an eight. Eight. All right. Eight. So, uh, what question would you like to ask him? Ask him one question, and he'll answer. Um. Uh, what are the what are the Pinkertons' plans um, in for the for the next little while here? What what are the Pinkertons' plans in making a war against us? Uh, very eminent. Uh, the the Pinkertons see the the Chinese um, entrance into Deadwood as a uh, threat to um, uh, Hearst's dealings here. Um, and they've, they've also seen some goings on, uh, from Al and his group. Um, uh, there was, um, some, was some mercenaries that were recently hired and they're kind of stalking the streets, uh, uh, along with the Pinkertons and, um, they, they are on high alert. They're, they're, they're looking to make war. Okay. Um, I guess I should. Well, we know that Cy was working for Hearst, so he wouldn't have been killed by the Pinkertons. Um, all right. Anybody got anything else? Steve, you got more to, to No, no, I think uh, we can wrap that here, and uh, maybe we can come back and do one more session. Uh, yeah. It won't take as long because we won't have yep. um, no character, right. creation. character creation to do. Mm-hmm. So right. it could be a, a short and sweet kind of wrap up to this session. Yeah. Just a little bug in everyone's ears. That's I right. Say we get out of character. I say we get all the Pinkertons into a barn and we use dance grenades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, please. How about we get them into the stables? Yes, because you got to get your horse. I got to blow up those horses. Yeah. No, yeah. you don't oh, have to blow up the horses. Blow up the horses. Now you don't horse. blow up the horses. Poor dumb Steve. <laughs> what if Wait, it's the horse that killed Steve? Our, Steve, our uh, director here, or Steve? No, no, uh, no, no. Steve got kicked in the head. Steve okay, so, Fields. So, so Steve Fields is in a wheelbarrow somewhere, unconscious and kind of like uh, drooling. Oh. Can I play yeah. him next time? <laughs> <laughs> what does Steve do? He drools. Highly effective. This time, I thought. Oh, <laughs> that's mean. I'm not that dumb. I know. Right? I know. All right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, you, Steve. A round of applause for the GM. I mean, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having patience with us. Yeah. Yeah. It's... We're a silly bunch. Some of us are. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a one star review on iTunes, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Too silly. Too silly, too funny. Enjoy themselves too much. Why are they laughing on my podcast? What's wrong with them? They think they're too funny. Oh. One star. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, thank Sorry. you all. Thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, poor Steve. <laughs> yeah. Poor now Steve. Steve. <laughs> and Matt, drink some water. All right. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Yes, definitely <laughs> drink some water.
All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you all. All bye right. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, so, Matt, you need to hit stop broadcast at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Done. <laughs>